presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, Panther fans, uh, once again, it's Friday night. We're really fortunate to have Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich up with us uh, after what most people know has been a couple-week layoff. Uh, Coach Clark, uh, go back a couple weeks ago against Bishop Carroll and talk to us about that game and how things have kind of progressed uh, since that period of time. Well, first of all, it's great to be back. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty excited to finally play another football game. Um, you know, you go back to Bishop Carroll, and uh, we've talked a lot about Bishop Carroll because that was the last game we played. Um, I, I was really proud of our kids at Bishop Carroll, um, the way they played. Um, you know, the Thursday night meeting before, and I think we alluded to this, um, uh, our last interview when we were playing Bishop Carroll was uh, um, we wanted our kids to show some passion. You know, we, we were practicing fine. The effort was there, um, but we just couldn't put everything together. And we thought if our kids just played with enthusiasm and passion and and just enjoyed what they were doing, um, that the, the game would go so much better. And I remember uh, leaving our pregame, um, the locker room was absolutely amazing. The kids were, were pumped up. They were excited to play. We gave the seniors a room. Coaches left. We told them to get everybody jacked up and, and head out of the locker room when, when you guys want to uh, get out of there. And, uh, and then the, the first quarter happened. And our offense was moving the ball. We made some mistakes, and we, we turned the ball over a couple times. And uh, um, they, they were not because we weren't giving effort. Uh, maybe we were trying a little too hard sometimes, but uh, um, our defense kept us in the game. And uh, they were playing lights out. They were playing really well. Uh, it was 7-7 seven to seven going into halftime. Um, we had scored once. We, we scored at uh, right before half two, but it caught, got called back. You know, I sent that, that film in. Um, I, it felt like we were playing against against the refs a little bit too, and that there was some some calls that that I sent in, and there was about eight bad calls that they said they they were wrong calls. So, and that was one of them. That that, that should have been a touchdown. So we should have had a little bit more momentum going into halftime, but we went into halftime, and we made some adjustments. And but but it was it, there was there was this different kind of just feeling in, in, at, at halftime and we left the locker room and I remember turning to some coaches and saying you know this 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 game has been fun as frustrated as I am that we haven't been in the end zone as much as we should be with all the yards that we're getting um, our defense is playing well but this is fun and if we can put everything together like we talked to the team about uh, before the game that that uh, this this is going to be a fun second half and, and that's kind of what we did you know our defense came out stopped them stopped them our offense came down and scored and scored and scored and then uh, I mean they got a couple late touchdowns on some broken passes and stuff like that you know just with the quarterback scrambling and and just throwing the ball up in the air and their their receivers making some good catches but the second half I felt like we were in full control I thought our special teams played well uh, we had a freshman kicker that that made every field goal we uh, our kicker broke his nose and uh, uh, Scotty broke his nose in a soccer game and uh, he couldn't play so we had a freshman kicker in there and he made everything so honestly I thought that was to this date 
the best game that we played, obviously. And uh, I was really proud of the kids with all the enthusiasm and everything that they had. And in the next week, uh, preparing for Salina South, was we, we took that enthusiasm, we, we took that energy, and we took it into practice. And we had a great week of practice. Uh, you know, Salina South didn't have the best record, and our kids watched the film, and they, they probably knew we were going to win the game. And uh, But we weren't going to take that game for granted. But we still had a full week of practice that was really fun. And then Friday came, and, and then it all got, got stopped. So, you know, a lot of people think we've been off for uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Really, we got a full week of practice in before Salina South before they they canceled that game so so we did take last week off uh last week uh, we needed to take off we we had a lot of kids uh you play the game of football and you know you have you have the the COVID going around and and if if you continue the game of football and you continue to practice against each other and hit each other and do all that it doesn't matter all the safety precautions that we could take as a football staff as as a team to to make sure we were doing everything that we we could do inevitably you're going to hit each other and you're going to practice against each other and and kids that are sick are going to get other kids sick and uh we we did have some cases and it kept building and building that whole week and finally they they shut us down and uh um, which was a good thing last week uh uh, we didn't have any cases. Uh, the spread stopped, and uh, we started up uh, this this Monday. We did uh, Zoom meetings. We didn't lift. Uh, we we did scattering report Zoom meetings with the, with the kids. Tuesday we watched film and did Zoom meeting with the kids, and then Wednesday was our first practice. So we had taken about a week and a half off, and uh, it, you you noticed it on Wednesday, uh, Thursday or yes Wednesday. Then then Thursday we didn't do our typical Thursday practice. We did, we did a full out like what we would do on Wednesday. And then uh, Friday we did a little walkthrough in the morning. Instead of uh, doing a metabolic workout that we usually have Friday morning, we, we kind of did what we did do on a Thursday. So we almost got a full week of practice in. But uh, just watching the kids, their enthusiasm's up. Uh, we talk about taking that momentum that we had from Bishop Carroll and still building on it. And uh, I think the kids are really trying. I think we're a little bit out of shape. We're a little bit out of sync because, you know, um, you really notice how uh, how important practice is each week because each week throughout the season you think you're getting better and you can kind of see it. But when you actually take a full week off and then, then you come back and you kind of kind of see where you're at to where you left off, you can really tell that, you know, it how important practice is week by week so uh our kids have done the best they can uh to this this week was a hot week uh so you know when they we started practice up on wednesday it was almost 90 degrees outside no wind really and uh you know you, you could really see the kids that worked out and the kids that didn't work out but i think most of our kids did but uh taking a full week out off and you know you, you can't really supplement a two-hour practice with pads on with you know doing your own conditioning and lifting on your own and stuff like that but for the most part our kids want it uh their enthusiasm's up uh th- 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 we really had some some good practices but not really where we need to be right now so we talked to the team a lot uh this this week throughout practice on wednesday and thursday about how we got to make bigger leaps and bounds on progression and becoming a better team because we lost a full week and and our kids want to do that and i I think we are and and we'll see tonight how how well they we prepared yeah coach uh speaking of practice this week uh 
I showed up at your practice on Wednesday, and I kind of made a little observation on my own, uh, and it looked like the enthusiasm was really there in practice while I was there. But I also noticed this big, loud horn that went off. Uh, would you explain to our listeners and even to me, what, what is the purpose for that big, loud horn? Well, that loud, loud horn is to keep us on schedule. Uh, it's, it's something we, we have every, uh, every five minutes timed up. Like coaches have a script. Coach Wietrich makes up a script for defense. Um, I have one for offense. And, and everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And that, that's, that's one thing that we've talked about uh, with our team about, you know, transitioning from uh, drill to drill and doing it in a quicker fashion and, not being so laid back and stuff like that. But, yeah, that loud horn is uh, basically to keep us on schedule. Uh, we, we do film practice, so uh, we, we coach up as much as we can in practice, but we always have it on film so we can also coach the next day. Like Wednesday's practice, we watch Thursday before practice so we could not only try to correct the mistakes during practice, we could correct the mistakes in the film room by watching it and and that that horn also is you know i used to play for coach snyder and uh we didn't have a horn and uh those uh two-hour practices that that we were supposed to do you know turned into about four-hour practices and honestly there's there's some days that uh that we're not doing so well and uh i think our two-hour practice would turn into a three and a half hour practice if that that horn wasn't blaring coach wietrich uh coach clark touched a little bit on the uh, defense at bishop carroll and much improved we saw we were putting pressure on the quarterback. We had a few injuries. We had some guys uh, mixed around a little bit. But uh, talk to us about that defense and uh, how much they've progressed here. I know you didn't like having a week off, a couple weeks off, but talk to us about those guys. Yeah, I mean, really unfortunate that we uh, – I mean, bad timing, right? I mean, we, we did some really good things at Carroll. I thought that our defense – I mean, you, you were really seeing a progression. You were seeing us get better and better on defense. You know, we're still struggling some aspects. We're still struggling on some big plays and stuff in the secondary we're still struggling on some bus um but what you saw against carroll really good carroll team uh you saw us, our ability to stop the run i mean i think in high school football that's obviously always the priority and uh i was really proud of our guys especially in the first half um we did a great job stopping the run you know bishop carroll offensive line is well coached uh those guys are well coached the backfield is very strong they had an athletic quarterback really good running back um, and they did some really good scheme-wise stuff as far as their, their zone scheme and stuff like that. We did we did a pretty good we did a really good job in the in the first half stopping the run, and that was uh, it got them off their game a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was like we're, we're getting more and more possessions as far as our offense is getting more getting more touches. You know, and one thing with our team, you know, it's just like right now it's like we. Unfortunately, this this COVID stuff. We need more games. You know, we just need games. We need games, and I think you'll see us continue to grow and get better. We have so many guys that are kind of new to starting, new to playing at the varsity level, um, and some of those lessons have to be learned with games. You know, like we can practice all all we want, but like until it, it's live fire under the lights. Um, so you know, really, really bummed out. Really bummed out the last two weeks. We missed these games, but. Uh, but I'm hoping we can continue the continue the progress. I'm hoping we can we can show up tonight. We can we can learn from that Carroll game and can still get better. Um, I thought we had a decent week of practice, um, but uh, but you, you know you never know you never know. But uh, we're uh, I'm pretty optimistic about where we're, where we're at. You know we get a we get a good look always against our offense, but. Uh, 
but it's always it's, it's no, nothing replicates getting actual live reps in a game. So more more games we get, I'm, I'm ready to play, and I can't be more excited for our guys to get out there tonight. Yeah, back on this two week layoff, uh, Coach. Uh, uh, did we regress any, or are we still where? We were at after the Carroll game and moving forward, or, or do, did we have to go back a little bit and then move forward? Well, you know, uh, offensively speaking, uh, you know, defense is on, in a whole different realm. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to uh, see a flex bone team, which is a whole new defense that we have to get ready for uh, defensively. You know, a whole new offense that we have to get ready for. We can't run our base defense against against what they do. So uh, they had to really. You know, uh, get into the playbook and install some new stuff. So, uh, but offensively, um, you know, that, that first day back, we spent a lot of time working on technique and working on, you know, not so much uh, just repping plays that we were going to do, but we're uh, repping, you know, technique and just drilling it and drilling it, drilling it at, at all positions, a lot of individual drills. And uh, um, I've, I felt like that, that it went pretty well. And uh, honestly, I saw some guys grow. Uh, you know, just just like Coach Wietrich said, uh, you know, we're we're in week six, I think, and some of these guys are starting their, you know, their fourth game ever, and we're two weeks away from the playoffs. So, uh, you know, these live reps are huge, but but I did see some guys grow, like like Mitchell Johnson at at right tackle. Uh, you know, some of the busts that he was making earlier on, you know, the, the first week it was, you know, he, he didn't start the first week. And then then he was really progressing. And he became a starter, and, but he was still having some busts and stuff. But those mental busts that he's not having uh, or th- th- that he was making, he's not having now, which which leads to confidence. And once you get some confidence, you start playing harder, you start playing faster, you start playing more aggressive. So so I am seeing that in some guys. You know, we've got some young receivers, we've got some injured receivers where some kids that had to step up and start, you know, they, they may, may be making their first or second start th- this week. But uh, I've seen those guys grow up a lot too. And uh, Lim's getting very, uh, very comfortable throwing the ball. Um, he's always comfortable running the ball. He always does a fantastic job with that. But, but uh, this week in practice, he he looked like uh, you could tell he was working on uh, his his passing game uh, the the week that we had off. So uh, um, you know, besides being a little bit more out of shape, just not in that practice shape and stuff like that, I, I have seen some growth in in some of these kids, which is always good to see. Well, guys, we're here at campus tonight, probably as close to home as we can be. Uh, so we're going to consider it for Doyle and I a home game. But uh, talk to us a little bit, uh, Coach Clark, about your special teams tonight and your offense, what you're going to have to do to be successful. We'll let Coach Wiestrick talk to us a little bit about his defense. Well, first of all, special teams, um, they've, they've got a good kicker and a good punter. and uh, but, but in the years past, they've always kicked the ball out of bounds against us. And uh, um, hopefully they, they challenge their team and try to kick the ball to us to, to where we can work on our return game. Um, our, our, our kids had a great week of, of practice on special teams. Uh, that, that's one thing that, that did not digress. Um, I, I, I thought we did a good job with our, our return game this week in practice and, and then our our kickoff and, and punt team did well too. So uh, um, hope, hopefully our, our special teams gets challenged a little bit, but hopefully they step up to that challenge. We've made some good goals, some lofty goals for our, our special teams this week, and, and hopefully we can reach those goals. Uh, offensively, uh, the the good thing about uh, – 
play in campus is they run basically the same defense that Slant South runs. They run kind of the same base defense that we run. So we, we see this all the time in the first three weeks of practice against our defense, and we practiced it the whole week getting ready for Slant South. So if they stick with their base defense, uh, um, I, I think our kids are going to play fast and play aggressive. But uh, um, not knowing what they're going to do, they could change stuff up and all that stuff. So who knows what they're going to do. Um, but I, I think our kids are ready. They're starting to get game smart. They're starting to get confident. They're starting to uh, play fast, which, uh, you know, that's what we're challenging our kids. I don't, I don't care if you're out of shape or whatever from taking a week off. We're going to still play fast because we're going to use today to get in shape. We're, we're going to use Friday as a day to get in shape for next week. So uh, um, we're, we're going to push our kids. They're probably going to look tired out there at times, but uh, we're going to keep pushing them and playing fast. Yeah, and on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, we, uh, you know, campus presents, you know, a unique situation just in the, in the offense they run. So, and like, like Coach Clark was saying, you know, their defense is very similar to ours. Their, their offense is a, is a whole lot different than ours. So, with them running the flex, and we had a, we had a lot of, you know, a lot, lot, big challenge in front of us and a lot of preparation to do. Because um, we can't just line up in our base defense and play our base stuff, and with with the short week, with the with the more mental type practices and, and more film stuff, and not as much physical reps, um, it is going to be a challenge for our guys. I mean, the, the flex is a it's a it's a throwback old school mentality football, and in no means am I bashing it because I mean it is it is a smash mouth type football. It's a different brand, um, and if if you have if you have if you have a, a flex system with a lot of talent, it is an extremely tough offense to stop, and it's and it poses a lot of prob- It poses a lot of problems, and it, it's really hard to replicate in practice too. So for us as a defense, you know, usually we get it. We get the best look possible going as our offense for a lot of ways, you know. But it's really hard for us to get a get a a live view of what the flex is going to look like from a flex bone team, um, and it, it it's just. Uh, well, you got to tell our guys like, look, film. Film is huge. Film is huge, and, and they have to trust us. They have to trust the coaches that look like we're not going to be able to give you a scout team look that's as live and as physical and as violent as the, these this offense is going to be. So, um, no, we have all the spec and the role for campus tonight, and uh, we know that the flex is going to give us some issues. Um, but we're, uh, we're we could be more excited to come out and play tonight. Our guys are super excited. I mean, the, when they showed up Wednesday. For the first time, the practice, even though it was, it was a little bit hotter on Wednesday this week, uh, they, they were just pumped. You know, they were just so excited to be around each other. They were so excited to see each other. They're so excited to practice. I mean, so I mean, it, it makes you really enjoy what you're doing out here. Um, and I couldn't be more excited. I hope we put a I hope we put a good defensive effort out there tonight. You know, obviously we got to stop the run. You know, flex is predicated on the run. If we stop the run and force the pass, uh, I think we'll be in good shape. But, uh, anyways, you know. Uh, we're going to go out there and do our best. Coach, as usual, uh, need to talk a little bit about team health. Well, for uh, comparing it to the week of Salina South, I think Salina South, we had uh, 12 kids sick, we had five kids injured, and we had uh, 
close to 45 kids on close contact quarantine that were out. So uh, that would be, I think, if if my math skills, around 60 kids out last last uh, a week and a half ago. But uh, this week we got most of our kids back. Uh, we got a couple kids quarantined still on, on close contact, uh, which is tough. It's, it's, it's hard to tell a kid he's got to got to go home and and uh, sit at home for 14 days and not play football and not lift because he sat back sat next to Sally in English class that came down with the coronavirus and and now now they just gotta they feel well but the, but they're home homesick my my son has done that I mean, he's he got he got a, a self-quarantine or close contact quarantined uh about three weeks ago, came back for three days, and then got sent home again uh, on quarantine. So uh, if, if anybody wants to cry about it or anything like that, I got a son that's going to be home for 28 days that can't play football or can't lift. So uh, don't cry river to me. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, honestly, uh, one thing this week did do is let us kind of heal from some tiny little injuries. And... Uh, um, I, we are getting some kids back. Tanner Knox actually practiced this week, which is which is awesome because he's one of our leaders. You know him, Jack Heilman, uh, Colson. We, you know, he's part of that crew that that leads our defense. And just having him in the lineup is uh, our, our kids will just raise up and, and play better, knowing that that he's back there ready to clean up stuff. And uh, um, that's that's good. To, he's not one hundred percent full speed, but uh, ho- hopefully he gets some confidence on on uh, his injury and. Uh, maybe, you know, ho- hopefully he can play well and uh, gain some confidence. And, th- and then we got, you know, Drake Thatcher, who's been banged up and who wasn't going to play against Lion South and is starting to heal up just a little bit. And we got some other kids, too, that, that are healing up. So uh, this is probably uh, the probably the more healthy Derby Panther football team that, that you're going to see all, all season. Guys, as always, good luck tonight. Tired of pesky weeds? TenderCare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive 105KDKQ.com. Good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and again, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action from Hayesville, where your Derby Panthers are taking on the campus Colts. Uh, both teams have been off for two weeks, and uh, this is a kind of a restart to the season, and, and I think uh, I think both kids. Both teams are pretty anxious to play. We're going to start off by uh, giving you the uh, starting lineups for your Panthers. On the offensive line, junior Alex Keyes, 6'3", 270. Junior Jonas Vickers, 6'3", 290. Sophomore Wyatt Jackson, 5'11", 220. Junior Chris Thompson, 6'2", 280. And sophomore Mitchell Johnson at 6'4", 225. Your tight ends are junior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. And senior Trevor Hansen. 6'2", 205. Wide receivers, senior Braden Sizemore, 5'11", 175, and sophomore Trayvon Rose at 5'9", 165. Starting at quarterback, senior Lim Wash, 6'205", and at running back, sophomore Dylan Edwards, 5'8", 155. On the defensive side, we've changed our defense up a little bit. It's going to be a 3-5-3 because of the offense that uh, the Colts run. On the defensive line, senior Caleb Gifford, 6'2", 195. 
Senior Isaac Swetnam, six foot two thirty, and junior Andon Carpenter, six one two fifty. Your linebackers, senior Luke Stewart, six foot two ten. Senior Colson Searing, six two two fifteen. Senior Jack Heilman, five nine two hundred. Junior Cole Mitten, five ten one ninety, and senior Jace Jenkins at five nine one seventy five. Your corners are junior Corey Atkins, six foot one seventy five, and senior Amare Ramirez at five nine one seventy five. Strong safety making his first start of the se- of his senior year is Tanner Knox, 5'11", 180. Well, Doyle, they just did the toss. I think we're going to start a little early tonight's ball game. Uh, Campus did win the toss. They've deferred to the second half, so the Panthers are going to defend the north end zone tonight. And really, Doyle, 79 degrees, winds out of the south at 13 miles an hour. What a gorgeous night for football and a gorgeous night to come back and, and play both for both teams after being off a couple weeks. Yeah, and, and I think uh, I think both the teams are anxious to get this thing underway. They're anxious to hit somebody that that has a different color helmet. And uh, you know the Panthers they they are are really anxious. I think uh, they've got their special team. They're going to be receiving to start the ball game, and they're going to be de- defending the north end zone. Well, this is a campus team that that two weeks ago lost to Salina South. 55 to 35 in that ball game. They allowed 367 yards to a Salina South team that's that's struggling to be uh, to be exact. So look for a, a game tonight. Derby's going to have to watch the flex deep uh, flex offense that campus runs. I expect Derby to uh, mix up a lot with Lim Wash. Well, yeah, this it, had they been able to play Hutchinson, this would have been the second game in a row they would have been able to experience the uh, flex bone. It's picked up by Luke Stewart at about the 35. He gets hit almost immediately. Well, that's exactly. Campus uh, got down the field very quickly on the play. And, you know, Luke Stewart, we've seen him, I think, at Newton. He was the all-purpose guy. He filled it about eight of those. Yes, he did. He he caught everything they kicked because they don't want to kick deep to uh, our, our deep guys. And uh, I guess that's a smart move because he's he's really become, like I said, he's going to want to be a receiver or something. He's he's made so many kick returns. Now, Doyle, it's been two weeks. It seems like a month that we've been off the air. And I know these kids are ready and fired up to go. Uh, Lim Wash had an incredible game against Bishop Carroll two weeks ago. Wash keeps it and gets thrown for about a three, maybe a three-and-a-half-yard loss on first down. He was mad in the backfield, didn't fool campus at all on the play. So we said, these kids are going to be a little rusty after sitting out two weeks. Well, yeah, and, and I think the ones that are probably going to, you're probably going to notice the most rust on will be the offense and defensive lines on both teams. Second down, 12, Wash pitches it out to Edwards, makes a guy miss, gets out to the 40-45, knocked out of bounds close to the first down, but I think it's going to be third down and short. He's going to be very close to the sticks, but uh, hit very hard as he as he got out of bounds and uh, jumps right back up. So the ball's going to be spotted. It looks like just short, maybe maybe a half yard nah, they're, short. They're moving them. Oh, no, they're going to move the sticks now. So it's a first down for the Panthers. So they have it now on their 47 yard line. No score, just just underway here in the first quarter. 11.20 to go. Panthers' first possession. Again, Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Wash on a quarterback keeper gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about as far as they go. Kevin, it looks to me like 
at least for the first couple, three plays, they've got a spy on uh, Mr. Wash. Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm sure number eight was worn by somebody all week long, and Liam uh, hasn't found much running room so far. Second and ten. Ball's resting on the Panther, 47. Again, Wash, this time he cuts up, finds a little bit of an alley. Picks up maybe three yards on second down. Now Derby's yet to put the ball in the air early in the ball game. If you just joined us, we did start two or three minutes early tonight. I think the whole COVID thing, everybody here, crowds are still limited. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere for 2020 football. The only good thing is the kids are playing on both both teams. Third down and about seven. Again, Lim. He runs into a couple of guys and carries them back. It's going to be fourth down and maybe five yards to go on on the campus 40, looks like 47-yard line. Now, that's the, the, really every play but one has been a designed limb wash run. That time he tried to square his shoulders up and uh, give campus credit. There were several guys meeting him head on. Fourth down and the Panthers jump, so it's going to be fourth down and about eight or nine. Now, Panthers went and started to get set, and when they did, campus moved, and it made our guy jump. Brings up a fourth down punting situation for Derby. Not the way you wanted to start the first series here in, in Hayesville. Luke Stewart back, standing at about his 32-yard line. Campus doesn't have anybody back right now, so maybe they think it might be a fake punt. We shall see. No score. Pretty good snap. The kick's going to hit at about the 21. It takes a campus bounce and finally down at about the 23. That's where campus will have it to start first down with 9.38 to go in the first quarter and no score. Yeah, a little bit surprising that Coach Cruz didn't put anybody back. I, I don't know if he just didn't buy in that Coach Clark was going to punt the football, but not to send even one guy back was a little odd early in the ballgame. First and 10, and again, campus runs a flex bone offense, which is, if you're familiar with Hutch, you, you'll be familiar with the uh, flex bone. First and 10, they show motion. They hand it to the fullback. He gets hit hard after about, oh, I don't, I'm going to say two, maybe three-yard first, uh, first down gain. Well, the guy on the tackle is Tanner Knox. Well, he hasn't seen any action this year. He's been nursing an ankle injury. Tanner uh, took him right out of his wheelhouse. So nice play by TK on, uh, on his first tackle of 2020. Going to be second in about six, maybe seven. Again, no score. Campus's first possession of the ball game. They again show motion. They fake it to the motion man. They give it to the fullback. He gets a big hole, still on his feet, out close to midfield before he finally gets knocked down. So a nice gain on first, second down for the, the Colts. Well, as you said, the flex bone is, is really predicated on a very athletic system. It's a lot of run, a lot of misdirection. It's quick hitters. You've got halfbacks that are sitting up just off the line of scrimmage. Fullback's a big factor in the game. And Derby's got to be ready because you come in with smaller linemen, athletic linemen that just try and take, take it right down your throat. First and 10 on the 48-yard line. Again, they give it on a counter play. Gets out, picks up six yards on first down. 
I Doyle, I know Coach Wiedrich made that com- comment in his his interview tonight. Was you know I'm a little bit worried about the flex because these guys are going to come punch you in the face right off the bat. And he says we've got to get pursuit from our D linemen and and not force our linebackers and and safeties to come up and make plays. Going to be second down and short. Second and about looks like four yards to go. No score. Campus on the Panther 45-yard line. This time the quarterback keeps it, and he gets hit. There's going to be a penalty marker. I think right we may see a face screening. mask. He, came, he sure spun weird when he came down. Let's hope it's a hold, but where it was thrown, it looked kind of odd. It looks the Panthers are walking back towards their end zone. And it was face mask. I, I just the way the way the runner went down, you could tell his body was turned around. So not a not a good uh, penalty against for the Panthers. Campus moved the ball all the way down to the Panther thirty yard line from there where it started. No score. Seven forty to go. First possession, and Campus has really not had much trouble solving the Panther defense so far in the game. They give it to the up man. He gets a big hole. Gets down inside the 15 for a first down. So, like I said, the Panthers have not solved this uh, flex bone as yet. No, and, and being off two weeks doesn't help matters. Uh, you know, and, and you don't see a lot of flex bone. I mean, you know, if, if we had played Hutch last week, we'd have seen it. We'd have been better prepared. But you throw a flex bone, a unique offense into the mix, and then having kids off two weeks, they're going to have to make the adjustments. No question, Coach yeah. Wiedrich will dial that first, up. First and goal from the Panther 10. They give it on, a, again, a, a kind of a delay. And it gets down to about the 8, so it's going to be probably uh, second and goal from the 8 with 6.50 to go. No score, but the campus Colts are threatening. Oh, Doyle, and that goes back to that. You can watch something on film all you want, but unless you're put under fire, it's hard to judge. And uh, you know, right now, you, and you could go against your second team guys, but they're not a varsity starting lineup. So Derby just needs to learn and, and make these adjustments. Good second goal from the eight. Again, the quarterback on a keeper, but he gets thrown down hard by Searing for very little gain. Again, we've had uh, several linebackers in on the plays, and defensive linemen, they need to clog holes. That's what they're in there for. The the whole system, again, campus is very small up front, very quick, very physical. They're, They're just coming right at you. They're just trying to shove you down the field. Panthers bring in a couple substitutes on this third and goal. Now we've got a timeout campus with uh, 5.53 left. So, you know, it, campus has really moved the ball down on the Panthers, and uh, it's it's been, you know, really hadn't been too big a deal for them so far. But i got to agree with you, you know, the kids got to see it. And, you know, and one thing we got to remember, our kids only had two days practice this week, and, uh, you know, I think Wednesday, Thursday, and then they probably did a walkthrough or something today, which is not normal. Right. I know campus had a little bit more lead time, not a lot, but I think when their first uh, incident happened, they were able to practice, I believe, on Monday. So, yeah, no excuses. Uh, Both teams pretty much in the similar position, and uh, you just got to figure out the flex. 
You know, I've seen some incredible flex bone teams in the years past. Uh, like on the way over, we were talking about some of those teams of, of heights in the in the mid two thousands, and of course the Hutch teams that run the flex. So it's not a not an unfamiliar offense by any stretch. So it's third and goal from about looks like about the seven yard line. Again, no score. Five fifty left. And there's I, a penalty Campus marker. I think the fullback was moving forward, so that should be five yards back against campus. And it is a false start on the Colts, so that will move it back from the eight or seven back to about the 12. So that'll make it, that'll make it uh, third and goal from the 12. And we've got, they're looking at the, Coaches over here to get the play. Again, no score. 5.50 to go. First quarter. First possession for campus. Back to pass. Get a man up. And it's incomplete out there. Look, looked like the coverage for the Panthers was Corey Aikens. I think they're going to come out and try a field goal in this situation. Doyle Campus was probably really lucky they didn't get another procedure call because their offensive guard had stepped back to get into pass uh, protection and uh, moved a little bit early, but instead it's going to bring up a field goal opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, Alec Hinojas will be attempting it from the 20, so it will be a 30-yarder. It's pretty much straight on. It looks he had plenty of leg. It looks good, and it is. So with 5:44 left in the first quarter, campus jumps out on top, 3-0. And you know, it's it, they really until they got down inside the 10-yard line, they really had a pretty easy time on the Panther defense. Well, no question. And Derby looked rusty. I mean, first series offensively, Derby looked a little rusty, and so. You know, let's get our feet wet, get back in it. Doyle, I noticed the flags that you know when he made that kick. I was going to say started the ball game. The wind was out of the south about 13 miles an hour. The winds have died. I mean, they, their flags are very calm right now. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Alive 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, Derby and Farmer, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, and Derby Recreation Commission. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Ball's going to be taken at about the 18. Edwards, he gets out to about the 35. Well, I thought it was Edwards. It's Aikens. And uh, he gets out to the 35, so pretty pretty fair field position to start this possession. Well, campus tried that high pooch kick again, and Panthers were, were did a great job that time of kind of forming a wall for him over on the side. Wanted the ball to get back into Aiken's hands or Edwards' hands. Aiken's that time is able to uh, build the football and get it out to the 35. First down and 10 from the 35. Edwards and Wash are in the backfield. Panthers playing two tight end offense. Edwards breaks through out in the open, 50, 45, still on his feet, 40, made another guy miss inside, down inside the 30-yard line or close to the 30-yard line. Well, and I, I'll tell you, I was sitting there looking at the play. Campus is packing the box on the Panthers, and I wondered, what's Coach Clark going to do here? He slips it off to Edwards. Edwards picks up huge yardage. 
takes the ball down into campus territory. First and 10 from the 30. Again, Edwards gets to the outside. This time he had one guy to beat, and the guy made a good play on him, took him down for no gain. Well, you got to give a lot of credit that time to uh, the campus player. Looks like Garrett Denning on making the stop out there because that's a one-on-one uh, tackle. You're out on an island out there against a kid like Dylan Edwards that's a legitimate burner, and he made a great, great play. He did. He made a very good play on our running back. 3-0, campus over the Panthers. Panthers on the move. And again, they give it to Edwards. He makes a couple guys miss, gets to the outside, still on his feet. Down about the 10-yard line goes Dylan Edwards. Well, Dylan's a sophomore. To watch what he does, he made a couple nice cuts and then waited on blockers. I mean, the, the, the way this kid looks at the field is phenomenal. As he waited on the blockers, he picked up some extra yardage. Well, what, what's, even, what's the most phenomenal about this? His backup is a freshman. And, you know, that's... That could be lethal in a couple of years. First and 10, Panthers. It looks like they're just outside the 10 on about the 11. 441 left. Panthers trail 3-0, but they are on the move. Now, as we said, Derby's yet to put the ball up in the air. Joel, we're without Reed Liston tonight, too. One of our wide receivers with a, a slight ankle sprain. This time, Wash on a keeper gets to the outside. Inside the five, still on his feet. Touchdown, Panthers. Well, Lim Wash got to the corner, and again, I talk about it all the time. Square those shoulder pads. Once Lim Wash squared the shoulder pads, he got to about the five, and there was no question he was going to find the end zone because he, he's going to truck you. If you're in his way, he's just going to run you over. Well, yeah, and, and we've heard we've heard the coaches say he's a quarterback in a line, linebacker's body, and there's no question. You're, you're right. If if it's between if you're Standing between him and the goal line, he's got nowhere to go but over you. He's going to attempt that. Simmons on for the extra point, and I don't know if that's any good. It just barely made it up and over, so the Panthers lead seven to three with four twenty-one to go. That was a that was a, a sixty-five yard drive by the Panthers in about four or five plays. Most of those plays down Edwards. Well, no question, they looked good on that drive. And you go back to Simmons. You're right. That ball was kicked. It was barely over the goalpost. But Simmons hasn't played in a game for three weeks. He missed the Bishop Carroll game with a broken nose from uh, a soccer game earlier in the, in the week. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure a little jitters in there, but uh, Simmons, a very reliable kicker, and he did get it through. Oh, yeah. I, I, about, uh, well, I hadn't. <laughs> it really stunned me when I seen his statistics from last year. And he's. Uh, he kicked like 82 out of 84 attempts. And number one, that's a lot of attempts. Plus, we had we had Knox that had that kicked several extra points. So, Panthers put a lot of points up on the board. I, I don't think they'll ever put 92 on the board like a team from Wichita did last <laughs> well, week. Well, and it's going to be interesting. I, you know, the offense looked pretty good on that series. Coach Wietrich, I guarantee you, had his troops rallied over there on the defense side. And, and I, I know Coach Wietrich well enough. It's guys, it's the flex. It's not It's not something magical. It's the flex, and we know what they're going to do. We know how the line blocks. We've got to play our game. So be interesting on this next series to see how the defense looks. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just simple. I mean, it's simple for us to say it's assignment sound, and you just got to remain assignment sound. And, uh, you know, you'll be all right because we've got the athletes to handle this. But, uh, again, from 
where they got it on the 23 last time to where they ended up before the extra point, they really didn't have a whole lot of, or the field goal, they didn't have a whole lot of issues uh, running through our defense. So we'll see if Coach Wietrich made the adjustments. Simmons just kind of Derby got Panthers the ball. got the ball. He kicked a little pooch, and the Panthers caught it. Unreal. I mean, I'm, oh, now here comes a late flag. I don't know what the flag's going to be, but uh, it looked to me it was a high pooch kick. It went plenty of distance. Panthers just caught the ball in the air. They did catch it in the air, and they caught it. There was no 10-yard problem there either. He caught it inside the 40, which uh, – yeah, the White Hat's the one that came flying in from the back and threw a late flag. I see Coach Clark talking to the line judge now. I, you know, there was no obstruction of anybody. There was nothing that I can see. Nothing that I saw. But, you know, we don't I, have to... I don't like the White Hat keeps pointing towards Derby. I, I don't I don't know. He, he can't get us for touching it too soon because we kicked off from the 40, I believe. Yeah, well, wait. He's uh, They've kind of broke their crowd, so we'll see. It looked like and he's calling a penalty against Derby and calling catch interference on the Panthers. I just don't see it. I, you know, I, I always have trouble with those when the line judges standing here and they don't make the call, but clear the very far back is where you get the call from. Yeah, the white cap was standing on the goal line and he threw his flag from about the goal line. I don't I don't know what they're I don't really don't know what they're called. But regardless, it's oh, here first. comes another flag. That's got to be on the bench. So White Hat's already got it in for Coach Clark. Uh, that's going to be a, another penalty. I think I think you're right. I think Coach Clark was talking to him in a in a civil way. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any any real act. But you know, I, the play was right in front of the coaching staff. Unsportsmanlike on the Panther bench with 4:18 left. Wow. Wow, how long a penalty was that? Well, they're calling the penalty. The first penalty, we have a penalty on the kick-catch interference, and then the, the next penalty. So that's a huge penalty. The ball's the all the way down to the Panther 30-yard line. I don't get that one. That's – I mean, I, I don't get it. <laughs> that was that was a 30-yard penalty. So the Panthers got their backs to the wall again. First and 10 from the 30. Panthers lead 7-3. to three. Another flag. Should be, this should be on campus. Good play, though, by our, our linebackers stopping the play for no game. Well, Sherry came in quickly. It would have been a loss on the play, but the flag came up pretty quick. I'm with you. I think it's going to have to be against campus. We'll wait and see. False start on the on the Colts. Four sixteen left. Panthers lead seven to three. And you know, I don't know what's going on. We'll just see how this possession works out. Still, still four minutes to go in the opening quarter. Again, this is campus's second possession. Penalties helped them get all the way down to the Panther. 30-yard line, that was a two-yard penalty. <laughs> I don't get that either. Wow. I, well, I, the Panthers declined the penalty is what happened. It's, it's oh. a second down, so they declined the penalty. But 
you know, again, just a, a strange event that surrounded this whole last uh, couple minutes. Well, now it went to first down again. <laughs> yeah, there, there it's third down. Yeah, they, they must have declined the penalty. Now it's third down and 11. So I think we're straight now. <laughs> 320 left. Panthers lead 7 to 3. Yeah, the chain gang and the refs probably haven't done anything for two weeks either. <laughs> and they pitch it to the wide guy, and he's going to get hit and dropped. Oh, for maybe he picked up a yard. So, Kevin, this second possession was a whole lot better for the Panthers. Oh, a whole lot different. And again, you got to assume that, you know, maybe that defense got a little fired up by the last couple of plays of uh, what's happened. Well, it's now fourth down, and it's 11 for a first down. There's the ball sitting on the 31. They need to get to the 20. And I don't know what campus is going to do. I'm assuming they're going to go for it with 240, 239 left. Again, the Panthers lead 7-3 to three with the ball setting on the Derby 31-yard line. Okay, campus spread things out a little bit. Back to pass. Just a little bit of a hitch pass right over the middle. Panthers didn't pick it up. They got down inside the 20-yard line well, for a first play, down. Uh, nice to see play, but Panthers almost picked the ball off. Instead, it, it, the guy comes up with it, picks up a first down. So huge play for campus. Yeah, they picked up, uh, looks like 13 yards. They needed 11, picked up 13. So now it's first down on the looks like 18-yard line for the Colts. Again, they're showing motion on about every play. Panthers now are calling a timeout, so uh, maybe they need a little bit of a talk to, to figure out what's going on because, uh, uh, you know, that, that pass play, that was something they haven't seen, and that was a good pitch and catch, and like you said, we nearly picked that baby off. Yeah, it was an odd play. It looked like they were going to throw a screen, and then he looked back into the middle and, and hit his receiver and picked up the first down. If you're just joining us, uh, we started a little early tonight. Uh, score seven to three. Panthers. Uh, campus struck first on a uh, about four or five long plays out of the flex bone and uh, couldn't capitalize in the end zone. Kicked field goal. Panthers has now uh, clawed their way back in the game on uh, a couple of nice runs by Dylan Edwards. You know, I'm looking at the crowds here, and and they look about the same. Panthers got the visiting crowd. I'd I'd say it's. 60, 70% full over there, and uh, it's about what it is here at, in on the Hayesville side. So. Yeah, they're giving, I know at Derby anyway, they're giving uh, two two player vouchers per, per kid. So, again, that tells you we're a little bit limited on crowd, but, hey, some crowd's better than no crowd for sure. It, you're absolutely right. we got a pretty good crowd over there. First and 10 from the 18. Again, they try it up the middle. The Panthers shut that off maybe for a couple of yards. It's about to the 16, so it's going to be second and about eight. And I'm sure Coach Wiedrich's, uh, you know, like I said, all the series was good up until that pass play. I mean, everybody was uh, playing assignment sound football, so I'm sure he, he warned them a little bit about the pass and things to look for, and this would be a big place to keep campus out of the end zone in. Well, I'll tell you what, they had a young man who had a pretty good leg on him, uh, kicking the uh, extra point while he kicked the field goal, and it, it was a 30-yarder, and it could have went 40 yards. Straight up the middle, 
He stopped after maybe a couple more yards. They're going to mark it at about the 15, so it's going to be third down and about, I'm going to guess, six or seven. Well, and I'm with you. I think they've got plenty of leg that they feel comfortable with their kicker in this place to uh, kick a field goal if need be. Clock moving. One minute left in the first quarter. Panthers lead this one seven to three. Campus is threatening on the Panther 15-yard line. It's too complicated to repeat how they got here, but there were some penalties that were issues. Pass, and it's caught inside the five-yard line. Hit a- ah, good. Campus is going to get a penalty, a well-deserved penalty. The Colts absolutely gets a personal foul for, for taunting. Kid made a great catch. You, you hate to see that. The kid made a great catch, and then he, his emotions got the better of him. It's going to come back 15 yards. Should, should be 15 unless there's a new rule. Well, I see the white hat back in the middle, so we'll see. But, but again, the young man got up taunting, and it's a good call. That's yeah, going to go back all the way to the 19-yard line. Great catch. Young man made a great catch. Went up high on the ladder, came down with the ball, and then just couldn't, couldn't contain his emotions. Yeah. 40 seconds left. The, the result of the play was a first down. So it's going to be first down and 10 from the 19-yard line. And you're right. that He jumped up. The quarterback threw it up where he was the only guy that could reach it. And uh, like you said, he let his emotions get away. And kids do that sometimes. Can't take the athletic play away from him. But, no. yeah, that's that's one. You know, you got to get in check. He, he made a very good play on the football. Again, they give it to the tailback. He's going to get to the outside. And he's going to get a first down inside the 10. Now, nothing fancy about it. It's just the old student body right, if you will. They got to the outside. He, he beat us to the edge. Ball's now on the seven. That could be the last play of the first quarter. Panthers lead this one seven to three, but campus is threatening. And that will end the first quarter. Panthers lead 7-3. to three. This is Panther football on KDKQ, Alive 105. Your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. We're back in Hayesville where the Panthers are getting ready to start the second quarter. They lead 7-3. to three. However, Hayesville is, campus is threatening after a, they received a kick. They got a couple penalties, got them all the way down to the Panther third 30-yard line, a penalty's backed them up a little bit, and a big play's got them inside the 10 for a first and goal from the 7. That's where the that's where we stand right now with the Panthers leading this one 7-3. to three. Yeah, Panthers got it. They really do. They need to keep them out of the end zone. Campus is deep in Panther territory on a couple nice plays. If Campus didn't get that personal foul, <laughs> they would have been sitting on about the 5-yard line. A- absolutely. Here we go. Second quarter, Panthers lead 7-3. to Campus is inside the 10 at the 7. First and goal. 
They give it back to the tailback. He gets hit at about the five-yard line. I'd like to tell you who that tailback is, but I, these numbers are hard to pick up, and we're looking through kind of a, a dirty windshield, if you will. But I think it might be Ramey Buckles. It's either, yeah, I'm thinking it might be Ramey Buckles. I think you're right, and, and Ramey's quick. I mean, he's a quick young man. Come on, go! Second and goal. Panthers lead 7-3. to three. They give it straight ahead, nowhere to go, maybe gets inside the five, but I'm thinking he'll be third down and goal from the five. Now, the defense did a good job that time on collapsing, and, and again, Searing gets up from the bottom of the pile. He's had a good game so far. Yeah, Searing's got up. He's made three or four tackles so far tonight, so he's so far he's had a pretty good ball game. Now, Colson had a well of a ball game against Bishop Carroll, so uh, he's making his presence felt tonight. Going to be third and five from the five. Eleven twenty to go. Panthers lead seven to three. On a keeper, throwing a pass over the middle. It looked like it was broken up by Tanner Knox, so it's incomplete. Well, really quick penalty flag came down, and in that vicinity, you hope it's a hold uh, against campus. Well, Panthers are pointing and applauding, so we'll wait and see. Campus is walking backwards. The flag came in pretty quickly. The chop block looks like what they're calling. That's a 15-yarder, so that's a, a good deal for Derby. So that's going to make it third and goal from about the 20 for campus. You know, and you kind of expected that. They weren't having any success running the fullback up the middle. And, you know, you expected, hey, in that situation, they're going to come up with some gadget play. I think they were trying to go back to the play that they had success with, hitting the guy across the middle on a pass route. Sometimes the quick slants work real well out of the flex. Jay is the quarterback, and I think we're going to have a place, yes, going to stop play for a timeout. And I think maybe campus's offense, you know, they, they, they've had a little bit of trouble here since they got inside the 10, so... Yeah, caused by a little disruption by the Panthers. Yes. And we are in the second quarter, 11-13 left. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ, 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Biddles Automotive, Derby Public Library, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Riverside Cafe of Derby. Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie. Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas and DM Mechanical Heating and Air. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Without these people, we could not bring you the broadcast or anything affiliated with the broadcast. So we appreciate these pan these Panther sponsors. Okay, third down and goal from the 20. They show five wideouts now. Biggest, biggest, they, their campus spread it out wide this time. They got a man straight over the middle. Touchdown campus. Somebody oh, dropped it. He dropped no, it. No, incomplete pass, and he was wide open. Doyle, I think that is the tackle eligible play. They caught the Derby Panthers on, and, you know, the kid had the ball in the end zone, and as he fell, the ball came loose. 
Yeah, it, it, he, he was wide, open, wide it, open. It would have been a touchdown had he been able to hang on to the football. Wide open, and I know Coach talked about that play coming into into, into, into account. The campus had spread everybody out to the far side, came back to that tackle eligible. I, I can't hardly pick up a number on, on the young man. It might have been Keith Spain, but I'm not sure I can't pick his number up. Now we've got a field goal attempt, and it, I can't, it's good from, goodness, that was about a 38, 39-yard field goal. So campus crawls within one point of the Panthers. It's now 7-6 to six with 11.02 left after that nice long field goal. Well, and if you're the Panthers, you've got to feel halfway decent that you've kept them out of the end zone. You've given up two field goals, but, uh, you know, a much better defensive series for the Panthers against this flex. But, you know, I know Coach Wiedrich, Coach Clark are going to be tickled that uh, with 11.02 remaining before half, the Panthers uh, have a one-point lead. And you're right. When we talked to Coach Wiedrich about, about to, you know, tonight, about the game, he mentioned that tackle eligible, and that's exactly what that was. And, uh, you know, he talked about it. So we knew it was coming. We just didn't pick it up, and the guy was wide open, and the quarterback just tossed it up. So we, we, we got a break. He hit the ground. Yeah, we got a break. So campus will be kicking off from their own 40. Back deep. Looks like uh, Edwards. And if they're kicking off a little bit, Edwards going to get over his head and out of bounds. So. I'm going to guess it goes out to the 35 where the Panthers will have it first and 10. You know, and I just got a little bit of an update uh, from someone in the booth because we were still talking about that uh, onside or the, the pooch kick that the Panthers got penalized on. I understand our uh, special teams coach said it is a rule, that the new rule this year, that you have to let the other team have ability to catch the football if it's in the air. Wow, there wasn't anybody close. No. I guess you got to just kind of stand there. <laughs> but I won't question Coach DeVore. He's usually pretty much up on top. Of yeah, yeah I, won't, I won't either. I know this one's coming back. Campus is going to get penalized for the ball going out of bounds. So, uh, you know, that'll give Derby a little bit of opportunity to uh, have some better field position. Yeah, the Panthers took the penalty instead of taking the ball at the 35. Well, campus hadn't even attempted to kick the ball deep. So well, that gives us a little bit more opportunity. I see Dylan Edwards kind of sneaking up. Now they kick it up and over his head. He's running back. He picks it up at about the 20. Gets it, brings it back out to the 35, maybe the 36-yard line where the Panthers will start that drive right there, leading 7-6 to six with 10-56 left in the first half. Yeah, keep in mind, Panthers still haven't put the ball in the air. Uh, you know, we know Reed Liston's out tonight. That's a, that's a, a big hindrance to this offense, but uh, – Panthers really haven't even attempted to, to expose this campus defense. Well, so far they've been running. Well, now this is the first time they've really put wideouts out. One one tight end is all. We've had two tight ends up to this point. Anyway, Panthers lead seven to six. They pitch it out to Edwards. Nice cut. First down, 40, 30. Wow. 20. <laughs> Touchdown Panthers, Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards hit the corner, and he was like he was shot out of a rocket. We, we talk all the time about his speed, but to see that play and see him just leave the campus guys in their dust 
was was absolutely awesome. Yeah, you you know, I wasn't sure he was going to get there, but by the time he got to the campus forty yard line, I could say, yeah, it's going to be a touchdown. They're not going to catch this little speedster. Well, he he went through all the gears on that one. I mean, it was almost like he turned the corner, and as I said, he was just shot out of a cannon. That makes the score thirteen to six. Simmons on to attempt the extra point. Campus is going to be offsides. Well, it was a bad snap, a low snap, and see. Reed Liston's been the long snapper for two years, and he's not in the ball game tonight. So we have a new long snapper. I don't know who that is. I haven't picked up his number, but uh, we have a different long snapper. And, you know, that sometimes that'll mess the timing just a little bit. You could see the campus guy was getting his early start, wanting to come in to make the block, and uh, he was just a, a, a bit shy early. Well, I don't know what's going on now. They moved it back to the three-yard line where it normally is. Simmons again on. And it's going to be blocked. Uh, again, it's, the snap wasn't good. It was never. It never got really off the ground, so Simmons was waiting on it. He, he didn't have an opportunity to kick. New holder, too. Brock Zerger, normally... Uh, 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 Thatcher, Mercer Thatcher is the holder, so the whole the whole extra point and kicking part of that is, is new people. And as we know, those are those timing events that uh, are very crucial. As you like to say, the all-important extra point. Panthers uh, kicked the first one, barely through, and this time uh, really never had an opportunity to make a good kick. Well, it's 13 to 6 now, and uh, the Panthers are going to be Kicking the ball off to campus, and hopefully they, hopefully they won't get 30 yards in penalties to start this possession off, and uh, maybe give the defense a little bit more room to operate. Well, as we said, that last series was was coached much better by the Panthers. Execution looked a whole lot better. Had a couple big plays, and I know you know you look down on the sidelines, and as soon as the defense came off, Coach Wietrich had him gathered up again. He's okay. We shut this phase down. This is also the second thing we need to look for. Yeah, I can see him gathered up over across the way, and, and I see Coach Wietrich right in the middle. So we got 10.44 left. Again, Panthers just scored. They missed the extra point. They lead 13-6. to six. Campus has had a two couple of field goals, and uh, Panther defense has been able to shut them off inside their 10-yard line. Simmons is kicking off. Hits, bounces, caught about the five. They get out to about the 20. Yeah, nice nice job that time on the Panthers getting downfield and stopping the play. In really, you're right, about the 19, 20-yard line. Uh, campus, you can't hesitate. When you catch the ball, the young man came up, and it was like, and I've seen enough of this this uh, film. These guys are aggressive, and he stopped, and, and we had a couple Panthers really lower the boom on him. First and ten from the nineteen, so that's that's a good uh, special teams effort by the Panthers. Ten thirty-seven left, thirteen seven. Motion, and they pitch it to the motion man. He gets hit and knocked down hard after maybe three-yard pickup on the on the carry. That was uh, looked like Christian Seacard for campus. And I know Tanner Knox came in and finished the playoff, get 
It's a young man that uh, banged his ankle up, by, I think, the first or second week of practice. He's uh, He's been uh, chomping to get yep. in and uh, have a little football action. This is his first action of the season in the really the sixth week. Now, Tanner's a difference maker. I mean, he's one of those safeties that, that, that absolutely needs to be on the field. Again, straight ahead. They pick up maybe another yard or two. It's going to be third down and four from the 25. You know, part of the flex that you got to be so careful about is letting them lull you into those pass plays. We've seen it over and over. You got to kind of key the, the tight end. You got to watch what these guys do. Well, we have a Panther down. Uh, hopefully, it's nothing serious. Uh, I'm wondering if that's uh, possibly searing. It, trying it to look looked, at the guys looks, running off the field. Looks like a single-digit number to me, but, uh, you know, we can't we can't tell. Yeah, hard to say early. Uh, let's hope it's – well, we don't want anybody hurt out there, but if it is Colson, he's had a heck of a ball game here in the, in the first uh, quarter and a couple minutes into the second. Well, they're not looking at his leg or knee or anything like that, so, you know, maybe he got the wind knocked out of him. It, it's hard to say, but you know he's he's a hard guy to replace. But he, you know, he he's a big kid. He's two oh five, and uh, you know that that's good size for a high school linebacker. Well, again, if you're just joining us, uh, kind of been a crazy night here. Started a little bit early. Campus has uh, got on the board with a couple field goals. Panthers missed an extra point. We're sitting at thirteen six, and I see, uh, and it is it is Colson Searing. He is getting up a little gingerly, but walking off on his own. Yeah, he's uh, maybe limping a little bit, but I think he'll probably walk it off. He's 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 a tough kid. Big third down play here for campus. Uh, third and about five yards in their own territory. It seems like most of the night they've they've been in Derby territory. Going to be from the thirty. Looks like twenty-five yard line. In in for searing. Is, looks like Luke Stewart. No. Back to pass. Caught. They got a big old tight end there that's a big target. I think he's six four or six five. Uh, again, that's the guy you got to kind of key off of. You can't forget about the tight end, and that's where campus that time they exposed us. Six four, six five, two twenty seven. It's Hunter Long, and he's the you know they just throw the ball up for him. Yeah, these four. aren't these are just passes. These guys are running under. These aren't nice, crisp, tight spirals. They're just timing passes, and the receivers are running underneath them. And it's now nine twenty to go. It's thirteen six, but they've moved the ball out to the forty two. Straight ahead on the keeper goes the quarterback, Jay, and he gets into Panther territory about the 30, looks like the 36 or 37-yard line. He's finally brought down by Aikens after a big game. So it's first down and 10 inside Panther territory. Well, Panther defense stiffened up some. They just haven't really settled in on this flexbone offense. Oh, yeah. And they're going to call. They're going to call somebody. To, the the guy that threw the flag the had no idea who was offside. He couldn't have. He's the back judge. And it's against the Panthers. I'll be darned. 
Yeah, it was. It, the Panthers had two it or three like, guys. It, it did look like they jumped, but the back judge is the one that threw the flag, and you know, I don't know how he had, I don't know how he had vision to see if they even broke the neutral zone. Evidently, he did. So it's first and five. Now the ball's on the thirty. Looks like thirty-three yard line. And straight ahead goes the quarterback, Jay, and he gets maybe a yard before he's knocked down by a trio of linebackers. The Panthers have figured out the middle game fairly well. It's it's really what's hurt us after that first series has been the pass. Yes. Yeah, that was a nice nice pass. And when you got a six foot five, two hundred twenty pound target, you don't want to utilize him. Yeah, no question. They've actually got a couple of receivers out that, that are, are in that same same height range. Thirteen to six, Panthers, eight minutes left in the half. Campus on the move. They give it straight ahead. And it looks like maybe a yard. So it's going to be third down and a couple. So this is probably four down territory for the Colts. I, I agree with you. The kid has a heck of a leg, but I don't think he's got that much leg. It's going to be third, and it looks like looks like a yard, maybe two. But it's short. So your playbook's pretty wide open. It looks like they're in a, a straight T formation. They hand it off to the tailback. I don't know if he got it. In fact, they're marking it. I don't. The linesman on the other side. I don't think they got the first down. It's going to be fourth down. That was how many times have you seen a straight T formation in the last fifty years? <laughs> Not very often. But that's exactly what they ran, and they lost a yard. So it's going to be fourth down and two, and they're still in that T formation. I'm not sure we've seen that. I, I don't know that Coach Wiedrich's coached against it uh, this year for sure. They give it. He's no, not going to get it. No no first down. In fact, he lost another two or three yards. So great defensive stand by the Panthers uh, for the first time this evening. Doyle, this is where you got to come down and have a little of that killer instinct if you're a Panther offense put points on the board. Yeah, they went from, uh, I believe, third, third and one to now it's fourth and they, they, they lost first down still close to the third. Different level than again. And they were in tempos. Edwards going to be going to be a, an illegal block by the Panthers. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It's right in that vicinity where you see the hold usually by a wide receiver out there. So, unfortunately, it comes back. Well, that's going to make it probably second down and about 12, I'm going to guess, for the Panthers. It moves it back to the 30. 33-yard line, and it is second and 12. Six minutes left. Panthers lead 13-6. However, they're on the move in campus territory on the 33-yard line. Again, Edwards, he gets inside the 25 down to about the 24. And, Kevin, here we are uh, five minutes and 40 seconds into the second quarter. Dylan's not getting up. And we haven't had a pass yet. Yeah, Dylan's uh, Dylan took a pretty good shot there, and he's uh, he's rattled a little bit. So he's uh, he, he's trying to get up on his own, but I don't know. I think hopefully it was just the wind knocked out of him. But he took a pretty good shot. But what I've seen about this young man is he's pretty tough. Well, he's 150 pounds soaking wet. 
he's jogging off on his own now, but I was getting ready to say he lowered his shoulder and, and delivered a blow, but uh, 150 pounds going up against 210, uh, it, it'll rattle you a little bit. Well, Marcellus Hollis is who we have. He's a senior, 5'6", 155-pound running back. That's who's listed on our roster, so it's now going to be third down and about four. They pitched it to Hollis. He gets a first down and more inside the 15, down to about the 13-yard line. Well, I'm not sure. You know, it's so far away on the other side. I know some of these jerseys, it's hard to tell. I mean, and you're right, he's number five, but I know some of the Derby jerseys, they don't have certain numbers. So we'll we'll call that one. We'll call it that way till we find out better. Again, they give it to Hollis. He gets nailed and probably lost a yard, but I, I think had he cut it up inside, he had a nice little running lane. Yeah, Edwards is back in, so that's good to see. Yeah, we don't. It, it could be it, it could be Derek Hubbard in that jersey because, like you said, sometimes sometimes they just here take this jersey. <laughs> Thirteen to six, four fifty left, second quarter. Panthers have a second and about eleven. Again, Hubbard gets to the outside, makes a guy miss inside the five, inside the – looks like a touchdown. Yeah, Edwards. It's Edwards. Came back in the ball game. Edwards rounds the corner. And again, he just got that little hesitation. Then when he wants to turn on the speed, he's gone. I think the Panthers might go for two here. And you don't blame them. That's that's what they're showing anyway. They're showing like they're going to go for two. Again, Panthers missed the last extra point. 4.35 with the clock stop. It's now 19 to 6. They got Edwards and Wash in the backfield. Wide out split. Way out on both sides. Wash heads for the corner. Extra point is good, so it's now 21 to 6. With 4.35 left, that was a good drive by the Panthers. They looked really like they were in sync on that drive. Edwards was having trouble on the play. You could tell that when the ball was snapped, he was kind of bending over, and and then he's got some guys helping him off. I don't know whether he he got the wind knocked out of him early and then ran the long play, but uh, he definitely was a little hobbled on that extra point. Made an easy run in for Lim Lim Wash. Oh, yeah, Wash, he just took the snap and went straight to the corner. And he outrun everybody, and he really he could have done it without any blocking. Because, well, uh, and if you're campus at this point, all of a sudden you're down 21-6 in a, in a ball game. They've done a pretty decent job against the Panthers. you got to be real careful to, to, to keep these kids' heads up. Yeah, and, and I agree. They, they've, their offense has worked pretty good against the Panther defense so far. But, you know, I suspect, as, as we always do when it comes to time for halftime, if there are changes to be made, the coaches will make them or adjustments. So we know that for sure. This is this, uh, you know, these kids work hard on Friday night. I think these coaches work about every night. Oh, no question. I mean, the kids do, you know, coach Clark talked about these guys being off uh, in his pregame that, Hey, we were shut down for a couple weeks, but you know, he said, these kids still went out on their own. They did some running. They did things to try and keep themselves in shape. And he kind of winked at us. And he goes, I know they didn't push themselves as hard as we push them. But, but you know, they do. They're, they're, they're at a high level right now. Kicking off for the Panthers is Simmons. He'll kick off from the 40 to far hash. 
It's he got a pretty good leg into it. It's going to be caught at about the two yard line. And Panthers shut him off short. Looks like short of the 20. We'll wait and see how the officials spot it. Well, that's what Coach Clark emphasizes every week. You hear him just jump in. He talks special teams, special teams. He hasn't been overly thrilled with some of his special teams play. The last two series were very nicely done. It's going to be first. Yeah, just, just a hair short of the 20-yard line. So there's still plenty of time, 430. Colts, I think they have one timeout left. Panthers in a three, about a three-five defense for this particular offense. Panthers shut that one off for maybe a yard loss. And there's a, oh, I thought there was a late flag, but it was a ball being thrown up on the sidelines. Well, Panthers are doing a good job now. They're really crowding the box, even though they they've been hurt on a couple pass plays. They're they're really pinching things tight. Uh, and, and like we've talked earlier, this this is how this flex bone can get you is that pass game. Second and ten, Panthers lead twenty-one to six. We're in the second quarter, just under four minutes left in the half. Back to pass, Panthers grab him and sack him for about a five-yard loss. Well, Panthers started to put a lot of pressure on this cold offense. That time they got back and uh, nowhere to go. That's going to bring up third and a long distance. Third and about 14. Panther defense did a great job getting in on the quarterback. He pump faked, in the, and by the time he had pump faked, the defense was in on him. So good job by the Panther front. Panthers, you know, in this situation, they bring in a different secondary. Danner Knox comes out of the ballgame, so I think Panthers maybe are, are, are thinking here it's going to be some pass. Yeah, they're back to more more to their traditional uh, defensive secondary, two safeties and two corners. And they tried a bit of a shot up the middle. It got picked up a yard. That's maybe all, so it's going to be fourth down and long. So Campus is going to punt, I think, for the first time tonight. Yeah, it is the first time tonight. And the uh, play was, uh, looked like Cole Minton finished off with a pretty good hit. Going to be fourth down again, fourth down at about 12, maybe 13. 2.40 to go. Panthers lead 21-6. Well, Doyle, and you look back there, I do see Hubbard back. So now we got Hubbard and Edwards back to kick to. Not a fun side if you're campus. No, you, you <laughs> might want to you might want to try to kick it away from none of those guys. Going to be picked up by Hubbard at about the campus 40 47, and that's about as far as he goes. The, the kick was almost blocked. It looked like Case and Lindsey got in there pretty close. Well, and the ball was kicked. It wasn't a great punt. It was kicked very low to the ground, and I think Hubbard was debating on whether to pick it up, and the last moment he did, he didn't get too far with it. Still yeah. time, 214 left here in the uh, second quarter for Panthers to put some points up. Panthers are going to have it on the campus, 47. Yes, there's plenty of time. I believe we still have two timeouts left. So, there, you know, 214 with two timeouts, that's, that's a long time. Panthers still haven't put the ball in the air yet tonight. They've we, got, know, we know Lim's quite capable of throwing. Got four wideouts. Now he's dropped back to pass over the top. It was intended out there for... Well, I can't pick up the number, but it's 
it was way over the head of the Panther receiver. Well, way over the head and probably fortunate for campus is uh, really their defensive back uh, was, was burned on the play and he kind of got tangled feet with our receiver, but ball was well overthrown. Yeah. Again, I, I can't, I can't pick up a number and he won't look up here and let me see it. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. Oh, okay. That was intended for Trevor Hansen. That's the first pass of the night. They keep it. Does Lim Watson go through two tackles? Still on his feet. Down around the 20, Kevin, he ran through two guys. Well, what you got to love, I heard some campus fans down in front of me pretty excited because Panthers did a great job of faking the ball that time to Dylan Edwards, and he got tattooed, and out of it comes Lim Wash with a huge gain. And As we like to say, he trucked a couple guys. He certainly did. That, that got him another 10 yards. Again, Edwards, and he tried to take it inside and got nowhere on – First down. Yeah, I think that time he tried to cut back in a little bit sharp, and his feet went out from underneath him. But Panthers on the move, still 135 left here before half. 130, they lead 21-6 and are threatening right before the half. Wash, on a straight keeper, gets to the edge, jumps over a guy, gets down close to the 10-yard line. It's going to be short of a first down by two yards. Well, a couple of neat things by Lim that time. He waited for some blocks to set up, and then once he got around the corner, hurdles a guy to pick up some extra yardage. Just a very athletic move by Lim Wash. Third down and two yards to go for the Panthers. They lead 21-6. to We're inside of a minute and a half. Now, no question for the Panthers, but the – Different snapper, different holder. You're in four-down territory here. 77 seconds to go in the half. And Wash again on a keeper. First down inside the 10, down close to the five, probably the six-yard line. <laughs> and once Lib gets those feet moving forward, he just carries guys with him. And, you know, I hear, I, again, I keep hearing fans yelling, watch number two, watch number two. Well, you better worry about number eight as well. Yeah, you got two guys back there that you probably ought to pay attention to. Again, Washington Edwards trips to the far side, single wide out near side. Pitched out to Edwards, cuts it straight up, finds a little bit of a lane, gets inside the five down to about the three. And he took another pretty good shot on the play, uh, did Edwards. Going to be second down and goal from the three and a half, four yard line now. Again, Edwards makes a couple guys miss at the line of scrimmage. He gets probably loses a yard on that one. 27 seconds left, and I think the Panthers called a timeout. A good timeout, uh, no doubt here, from Coach Clark. I think right now things are, you know, the, the passing game's a little, little uncertain with Reed Liston being out. We've got a lot of receivers out right now. You, you definitely know that, uh, judged on the last uh, couple extra points, that with a different holder, a different snapper, that, that, that we're a little out of sync there. Well, it looked like to me anyway, I, I don't know how you saw it, but it looked like to me uh, uh, Lim could have pulled the ball out of Dylan's stomach and kept it and probably been pretty successful uh, because they are definitely loading up on uh, Edwards. And I, I can see why, because 
man, the guy is just, I don't know, he's probably got 160 yards, maybe more, in the first half. Man, I keep watching Dylan down there. He, he seems like he's got, he may have taken a blow to, to, to the midsection or something, but he's still kind of stretching out and a little bit gassed. I, I see that. I've been watching that myself. And, uh, you know, he's, but again, he, he's a tough c- cookie. And uh, like I said, he probably goes 150. Yeah, mind you, those days back with Gail Sayers, you, you swore every time he got up that he couldn't couldn't go another play, and then next thing you know, he's standing in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Third down, about five for the Panthers. I think they have one timeout left. Wash gets to the outside, heading for the corner, makes a guy miss, and gets down close to the goal line, but I think he's going to be short by a yard, maybe two. The clock did stop because he went out of bounds. And I, I still think you got to like uh, the ball probably in Lim Wash's hands here. You know, he, he's just a brute. I mean, he, if he's able to get his shoulder pad squared up, you got to like the chance that he's going to get a couple of yards. This is a fourth down for the Panthers with 20 seconds left. They lead 21 to six. And yeah, you got to like it in Lim Wash's hands. He, he can race to the outside. To the goal line. I don't know who's called timeout there. We'll wait. Uh, campus used their final timeout, but you know they're they're on the far hash, and, and you would think that Wash could outrun somebody to the corner on the near side, and uh, that's that's what he did the last time he scored. He just outran everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you got to pick up a couple of key blocks out there by your wideouts. But you know if you can spread things out, you can make that one block on a linebacker. You do got to like his chances. Maybe run an option play back to the to the far side of the field and uh, see what your chances. But you definitely don't want to uh, not come away with points with uh, fourth and a, and a couple. Well, the last formation they had, there was one guy. The Panthers had split a wide out way out on the on the left offensive left side, and there wasn't anybody between that guy and and the rest of the team. So you would think maybe that Lim could get in there. It looks like they've got looks like they've got the ball spotted on about the one-yard line. Well, if you're a defensive coordinator, these are some of those plays you don't want to just overthink the situation either. It's fourth down. Still 20 but seconds. Lim's going to – like he's going to go under – and he is under center. Sneak. Quarterback sneak, and he, I think he got in. in. Touchdown, Panthers. Well, and that's, you don't see the Panthers go under center very often. They're usually back. And that time, right at the last, Coach did a great job not showing it too early. Lim Wash came under center and then just forged ahead with his big O line to get that one in the end zone. Well, yeah, he, kept, he kept looking at the sideline, Lim did. It was almost like, can I do it now, Coach? <laughs> he slid under there, and he – the, the offensive line and him just went right in. They're good. Panthers are going to try another extra point. And they're, they're a little confused. They're getting a guy out late on the field. But once again, you got to like a guy like Lim Wash. You know he's not going to give up the legs. So he's just going to keep driving and pump until he finds uh, the end zone. Zerger is the holder. Simmons is the kicker. That's a good snap. A good hold. And the kick was good. So the Panthers now lead. 28 to 6 with 16 seconds to go in the first half. So it took took the Panthers a little while to get going, but I think you know I think they're get they're getting on their way now. Well, as we said, you know, defensively, you you can't you can sit there and talk to these kids. We got a lot of kids out here 
that really haven't seen a lot of flex. I mean, you know, last year's guys did. These guys came into the flex in some mop-up roles. And you can't judge it on tape. You just yeah, can't. You can't. You got you got to experience it. That, that's why they say speed is, uh, you know, you can't look at a video and, and think you know how fast something's going to happen. <laughs> well, and, uh, I'll guarantee you campus that can't look at Dylan Edwards and figure that out. Tonight they're getting the real-life experience. You know, I, I got I got to agree with you on that one. He, the young man, like I said, I figure he'll, he's got to have 160 yards in the first half. And, you know, the Panthers have, you know, they've given him the ball several times. And, you know, again, they I think they put the ball up only once. So that just tells you how confident they are in their running game. And we got a, a plethora of online listeners tonight, uh, included Buffalo, New York, Chicago, Dallas, Fort Worth, Bonner Springs, Oklahoma City. Remember, these games are uh, available in their entirety on Spotify, podcast, Apple podcast, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts available through our website, alive105kdkq.com. The guys at the station do a great job making this game available, whether you listen live or later on. Picked up at about the eight, gets hit, and gets out to about, looks like he's going to get out close to the 30. Clock stopped with 10 seconds left. Well, if you're the Panthers, you got 10 and a half seconds left uh, before half. You don't want to give up the big hitter. Interesting to see what we do, whether we – Play our defense, or we put a center fielder back. But you don't want to give up a big play. You got to look at, uh, you know, to me, you got to look at that those big receivers. Well, it looks like uh, looks like we went back to more of a more traditional again back four corners and safeties for this last play. So I guess the Panthers are figuring, hey, maybe they're going to try a pass. Panthers jumped offside. Oh, they're going to call a false start on the Colts. Now, Panthers jumped down, and you, you had to assume it was going to be against the Panthers because we saw a guy run up very quickly, but uh, he must have seen uh, a campus Colt move. That moves the ball back to around the 25, 26-yard line. Ten seconds left. First down and 15. They have to get out to the Campus 41 for a first down. Straight ahead, pick up a yard, maybe two, and that should end the first half. The clock is running. Panthers lead this one 28-6 in a a game, Kevin, that really started out kind of slow, I thought. Uh, You know, it just... Seems like the second second uh, quarter, the Panthers seemed to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, the game started uh, slow, no question. The Panthers uh, didn't seem prepared. To, oh, I try to figure out the campus has still got some guys on the field. They were talking to the officials. Obviously, uh, the coaching staff was ready to leave the field, but not sure the kids understood that. But you're right, game uh, and in a ball game that really started early. We started four or five minutes early tonight, uh, as far as time goes, but. Uh, Panthers got a very slow start defensively trying to figure out the flex, but they've settled in and, and, and haven't thrown the ball but one time tonight. That was an incompletion. But why do you when you got Dylan Edwards yeah. and Lem Wash uh, rushing the ball the way they are? Well, I, I know that uh, uh, you're right. You don't need to pass when you got, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it when you're running as well as the Panthers are. And, uh, you know, the defense, like you said, they, they started out a little bit slow, but. Uh, 
you know, the last couple of times campus has had the football, uh, and even even the two field goals they give up, they they bowed their necks and stiffened inside the ten, you know, their ten yard line. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I think I think knowing the coaching staff, they're going to make some adjustments tonight uh, at halftime. But I don't know I don't know how many or how extensive they will try to adjust from what they're doing right now. Well, and I think a lot of the big adjustments were made. So that's a good thing as far as Coach Wiedrich goes. I, I'm, I'm interested. I, I would love to talk to Coach Wiedrich. I know he's a historian of the of the, uh, of the the game. We've talked to him so many times one-on-one about it. I'd love to hear his uh, whether he knew that campus had come out in a straight tee. And uh, he played it very well. They went back-to-back plays with it, and he shut them down. But, you know, I don't know that that's something that campus has shown before. Maybe so. I don't know about you, but I don't think even when I was playing football, we ran a straight tee. I, I don't I don't know. I can't remember back that long, but it's been, you know, and, and I, I sit here and I think about this stuff, and, and I think maybe we've seen that out of campus before where they'll run a straight tee or a straight eye, you know, a quarterback with three guys behind the quarterback in an eye formation. So they, they do a little, I don't want to call them weird formations, but a little bit different formation than you normally see under normal circumstances. Well, you know what you what you like is there's so much difference in today's game and you know these coaches uh, I know for campus it's a, it's a young coach coach Cruz is a, is a young guy and I know he's a kind of a disciple of uh, of of Hutch. I mean that's where this comes from the flex mode and and you know the young guys sometimes are going back in history. They're looking back going, "Man, they ran this stuff way back. Let's let's go back and see if it works." And you know, so I know Coach Wiedrich and Coach Cruz have a little history together, so could be that uh, Coach Wiedrich goes, "Come on, Coach, I've seen this a million times." <laughs> so, so for for the Panthers, they played it well. Well, you know, it, it's it, it's really a shock. I mean, uh, like like you said early in the broadcast, you know, you can prepare all you want for that flex bone, but at some point, you got to get see it real life to figure it out. And, and like I said, it seemed like the first quarter Panthers were a little bit slow uh, on the pickup, but uh, the second quarter they. They seem to they seem to pick it up a notch or two. You know the Panthers lead this one, twenty eight to six. This is Panther football on KDKQ, a live one hundred and five. Your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, one hundred five point nine FM, and worldwide at alive one hundred five KDKQ.com. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Bittles Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs, offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddles is always there. Biddles Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddles Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Slabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. 
Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached. 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Well, we're back in, in Hayesville at uh, Colt Stadium where the Panthers lead this one 28-6. It, it's halftime, and uh, again, Kevin, we, we haven't, you know, the Panthers started a little bit slow, but they seem to they seem to pick it up going into the second quarter and through the second. Yeah, they look like a different team again. Two weeks off for both teams coming in tonight. So you got to figure a little bit rusty. You're running it against a different offense. And you've seen uh, some for some of these kids, you, you've seen it on the middle school level at an underclass level, but it's not the same. It, it's just not the same as what varsity speed is. And uh, so, you know, I think they've got that in check and, uh, you know, that, that makes a difference. Well, it makes, it makes a world of difference and, and, you know, don't, you know, don't kid yourself. That flex bone is, is is tough. You've got to be really assignment sound because you make one mistake and boom, it could be six points. Well, and, and what where it really gets you is 
again, it's predicated off a of really athleticism. And, you know, the Panthers are probably fortunate tonight that first time I'm seeing it this year, they're not playing a team that is abundantly uh, athletic. Like, like like a Hutch, you know, who, who's run that thing for, what, 20 years, maybe more? So, Well, Hutch, back in the day, you and I were talking about uh, – uh, Heights, Wichita Heights had some incredible teams that ran the flex. You saw it twice a year, and so you got used to it. Those were, again, very athletic teams. Yeah, I always thought, you know, I always thought the Heights team was was the most athletic because, you know, they they'd have their down linemen tackle to tackle. They wouldn't weigh more than about two five, two ten, and they'd be very quick and very strong. So. And, they, and they'd have a, have one of the running backs that was five five and was a blazer. He was a legit four 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 five guy. Yeah. So you had to watch everything. Well, let's go ahead and get into the uh, first half uh, stats for tonight's ball game. First downs uh, pretty even. Uh, Derby twelve first downs. Campus thirteen. Rushing yards, this is where things start to separate. Panthers, 24 attempts, 271 yards on the ground. Campus, 25 t- attempts, just 97 on the ground. Yeah, that, that's a big that's a big difference right there. I, I knew the Panthers had piled up some pretty good uh, rushing yardage. I really didn't think that good, but that's pretty impressive, 277 yards. That's a ball game worth for some teams. Well, you know, average rushing yards, Panthers are just over 11 yards per carry. Campus just under four, so that tells you a lot. Panthers have only thrown the ball once tonight. They're 0 for 1 for no yards. Campus 3 for 5 for 44. So, really, uh, Panthers have done a pretty good job, like we said, after that first series of shutting campus down. Well, you know, they had, they have that 6-foot, that 5-inch, 220-pound receiver that they're just, I mean, they're just using him up. And, uh, you know, you should. You should use a kid that big. I don't think Coach Wietrich's going to be that upset uh, in the first half. They've held campus to 141 total yards of offense. Panthers have massed 271 yards. Turnovers, both teams are zero. Uh, you know, it's, it's so far it's been a big night for the Panthers, and you and I talked a little bit about where Mr. Edwards stands right now. 12 touches, 200 yards for Dylan Edwards. Lim Wash, 10 touches for 61, and Hollis, 2 touches for 10. So that tells you just what you wanted to know. First half of football, and uh, Dylan Edwards is having a heyday here. Yeah, 200 yards in the first half, my good. But, you know, he's taken some pretty hard hits in the first half, but he's jumped right up, and, and I've been noticing what you were noticing uh, in terms of, you know, he, he looks like he might he might have to be a little nicked up because he's been hitting awful hard. Yeah, no question about it, but, you know, the speed this kid shows is just amazing. Again, 271 total yards of offense for the Panthers in the first half. Campus 141, and the stat we always like to see, even though we started slow, Panthers lead 28-6 here at half. Oh, they do, and that and that and that's that's the one we really like. Uh, 28-6 is, you know, maybe it's not as good as some people wanted, and maybe, you know, but we have definitely uh, put four scores up, and we've held them to two field goals. You know, we haven't been able to give you these results here the last, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks, but uh, we'll give you the results from our October 2nd, what we have, and it's Derby versus Hutchinson, obviously that was canceled, and Campus versus Andover, that was also canceled. But Andover and Hutch played, so they kind of hooked up with the cancellations, and Andover beat Hutch 14-7, which to me that was kind of a surprise. But, you know, then you got Mays at Salina South. This is one you probably uh, probably figured on. Mays 58, Salina South 13. And the final game last week in Art Valley Chisholm Trail Division One was Mays South 30 and Newton 10. Newton is, hasn't won a game yet, but they've had 
just a massively hard schedule, but they've been competitive in every game that they've played in. They just have not been able to put anything on the winning side. Games tonight, the Art Valley Chisholm Trail, Division One. Hutchinson, they're four and one. They're at Salina South, who's one and four. Mays undefeated at five and zero. Oh. They're playing their crosstown rival, Mays South. Mays South is three and one. That ought to be a heck of a ball game. Uh, both these schools, I mean, I'm sure they know each other pretty well, and uh, the kids know each other. So five and zero oh versus three and one. I'll be interested to see how that works out. I'm gonna if I was gonna be betting on this game, I would say uh, Mays would be over Mays South. But you know, I've been known to be wrong a lot. And Goddard, they're four and one. They are at Newton, that zero and five Newton squad, and uh, they are there in Newton for game six of the year. Panthers have played four games. They are this is their fourth game. They are now two and one. That's everything that's happened last week and tonight in Arc Valley Chisholm Trail Division One. Uh, Panthers lead this one twenty-eight to six. At halftime, Campus will get the ball back to start the start the second half. So Panther defense will be coming out to be tested early on in the second half. Right now, this is Panther football on KDKQ Live 105. Your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dmvservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 three. 701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. 
Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-05. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. The Derby Farmer's Market will be at Madison Park from 8 a.m. to noon every Saturday. The Kansas-grown Derby Farmer's Market offers a variety of local fresh produce, baked goods, plants, jams, meats, arts, and more. So bring the family and your four-legged friend to Madison Park to experience the Derby Farmer's Market. Interested on how to be a vendor? You can reach out to Trina Bradley at 706-5535. Sean Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And this week, Michael W. Smith shares about his early ambitions. DeGarmo and Key tells us about a financial miracle and we'll get inside a classic with Rich Mullins. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll share songs and stories to help you find hope and peace on your comeback trail. We only know the fullness of hope in times of struggle because we're, it's when we're drained of all misplaced hope that we understand that our only hope is in Christ. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith with Donna and Keith, Saturdays 6 to noon and weekday mornings 6 to 9 on Alive 105. With the Dove Awards coming up later this month, our theme on Streets of Gold is going to be past Dove Award winners. Join me, Larry Wayne, for musical memories from the 70s, the 80s, and the early 90s when we'll feature music from the Imperials, Sandy Patty, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and many more. We'll take a look at past Dove Award winners next time on Streets of Gold. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hello, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend show. Jordan Feliz is here to tell us about something that happened before he signed his record deal. Need to breathe, share some thoughts on influences. And Luke from For King and Country has a new perspective on things during this pandemic. He'll tell us about that. We'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Chris Tomlin and Friends, and hear future hits from Natalie Grant and Love and the Outcome. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Well, Panther fans, we're about ready to start the second half uh, here at Colt Stadium. Panthers lead this one 28 to 6. There's only three or four seconds left, I believe. Campus Kevin gets the ball to start the second half. Oh, no question. They did defer to the second half. And, you know, if you're Panthers, Coach Wiedrich, you just got to come out and do the way you have the last uh, last several series, take it to campus. You know, I think if you're campus, you got to be careful. You got to be careful that you don't get too deflated. You, you started off strong. You were in the ball game in the first quarter. Now you find yourself down 28-6. You got to keep the kids' heads up. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Panthers, again, they'll be kicking off from the 40. And uh, their 40, probably the – 
far hash mark, what I call the far hash, because it's we're on the home side and they're they're using the hash mark over by the uh, visitor side. And and again, I, I I can't say enough about the crowd. I mean, it's not a typical derby crowd, but it's not too bad for the circumstances. Well, no, and, and again, it's COVID related what they're doing, and what a night for football though. It's absolutely gorgeous here in Hayesville. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I can't tell, but it doesn't look like the wind's blowing at all, and uh, so it's died died way down from what it was earlier today. Simmons kicking off, and he drills one. It's going to go back inside the five. It's going to be fielded at about the two. Panthers stop him at about the 15, maybe the 16-yard line by the special teams. Now, Doyle, what you got to notice tonight, Simmons hasn't kicked for three weeks, but he's kicking the ball as deep as he has in his young career. He drove him back to the two- or three-yard line. Panther uh, kick kick team got downfield very quickly. They're going to pin campus back to about their own 16-yard line. Yeah, good. You, You always like that kind of stuff from the special teams when you get them inside the 20. And the Panthers have done that a couple, three times. First and 10 from the 17. They give it straight ahead to Buckles. He gets out past the 20 to about the 22. And I, I know we're still shy, Colson Searing, and, and we didn't get any reports what happened to him. But he went out uh, early, I believe, in the second quarter. And uh, let's hope Colson's okay. Panthers, they uh, again, they're playing a little bit different defense because of the flex, and uh, they've got three down linemen and a couple linebackers up on the line of scrimmage. So they are definitely playing a bit different defense to stop the run. They lead 28-6 back for a quick pass, nearly picked off by Jenkins. Well, and those are those ones we talk about week in and week out, how easily if those are picked off their six points, Jenkins got his hands up that time and knocks it to the ground. Uh, so campus faces another third long situation deep in their own territory. He did a good job getting back into the passing lane and, and getting his hands up and getting it on the football. So it's going to be third down and about, looks like five. Panthers lead 28-6 with 11 minutes left in the third quarter. Again, it looked like straight ahead to the quarterback. He gets they're gonna mark him out close to the thirty, so it's gonna be a first down. Yeah, and they just got to the edge that time. They had too many numbers for the Panthers, and uh, that's what football is, a numbers game, and they had too many blockers out there for our defense. Yeah, it was C card on the carry, not J. Panthers ran him out of bounds at the 30-yard line, so that was good enough for a first down. Campus is in the traditional flex bone formation. They've showed motion on every play. One of the wingbacks have went in motion on every play. Now they're showing motion to the far side. They pitch it to him. He gets stood up and hit pretty hard just past the line of scrimmage by the Panthers, and that was Cole Minton that laid a good lick on him. Well, he made a good hit on him, and I and you look out there, and Jace Jenkins blew up the guy blocking. I mean, you just saw him get decleated. So Panthers, you, you can't play that much better than the way they just did. 
So it's going to be second eight. They lead 28-6 due to the Panthers, and it's 10-30 to go in the third quarter. Just first possession of the second half for the Colts. Again, second and eight. Play clock down under five seconds. Back to pass. Caught and then dropped out in the flat. That was just a quick hitter again. And, and the Panthers, one more time, Corey Akins came flying up on the football. And, you know, I, I can't express how dangerous those pass plays are. Tate Rico was the intended receiver. It, you know, give, giving him a little bit of uh, a break there. He, you know, he uh, it was a fairly low pass, but, you know, it's probably one that if you ask him, he'd probably say, I, I probably should have caught it. Again, Rico, a, you know, it's hard to stretch that six-foot-four body down that low. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole deal. Third down and eight. Panthers lead 28-6. We're in the third quarter. Back to pass again goes Jay. Got a man over the middle and the picked pass off. broken up and picked off by Jack Heilman. Heilman got the carom and the ball is inside the 30-yard line. One of the Panthers is down. It looked like one of our corners. Well, I believe it's Clemens. It's down and Dan Doyle. That was played so well. The Panthers, you know, campus tried to squeeze it into double coverage. Panthers made a couple nice hits. The ball caroms off. Johnny on the spot, or I guess Jack on the spot on the play is uh, Jack Hallman who comes up with the pick. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it, you see these that kind of a play. You see that a lot in, in the professional college ranks. You know, the ball was tipped up in the air, and like you said, there was somebody right there, and uh, it happened to be Jack Hallman. So he gets his second. I believe that's his second uh, pick of the season. Uh, the Panthers, you can't play it a whole lot better, and, and, and good to see that uh, that we're back up on the field with Clemens. And you know, I think it was just a blow. I think he blew up the guy that was trying to catch the football, and you know, it bounced up in the air. And you just can't coach the, 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 a play like that any better. Well, we could hear the contact all the way up here in the booth, and, and so there there was a real hit put on on that play. And fortunately, the campus player he's up and okay, and I think probably Clemens will be all right. Because it, it was it was a big hit. It was, it was a big hit. First and ten Panthers from the campus thirty-eight on a keeper. Wash picks up oh maybe four or five on first down. Gets down to the thirty-five before he's run out of bounds. Now good to see Dylan Edward. We were kind of talking about Dylan and if he was rattled and and he's back out uh, here yeah. to start the second half. Young man already has two hundred yards uh, rushing in the first half. Again, this is a pitch out to Edwards. Gets close to the first down, then just kind of probably does the thing he should. Just kind of ran out of bounds, which is probably the smart thing to do there. Yeah, he ran out of bounds, but you got to also kind of know, hey, where's my first down marker at? You know, I think he could have easily picked up a first down instead of it's going to be third and, uh, and about a one. Ball's on the 29-yard line of the Colts. This is definitely four-down territory for the Panthers. Again, straight up the middle goes Lim Wash. And he kind of tried to make a move, and uh, the guy got him. It's going to be close to a first down. I don't think he got much of anything. It's going to bring up a fourth down and 
and a very short uh, yardage, and no question Coach Clark's going to go for it here. Yeah, it, it's fourth down, and I believe it looks like less than a yard. Again, first down, Panthers. Lim Wash gets down inside the 25 to about the 21 or 22. Well, I, I take you back to, you know, the Edwards play that he ran out of bounds on. And I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but, you know, you, you do. You got to know where the, where the down markers are at. You got to get that first down anytime you have the opportunity. 28-6, Panthers lead, nine minutes left, third quarter. Panthers are threatening. Again, Wash on a keeper. Gets inside the 20 and then gets run out of bounds probably at the 17-yard line. So good gain on first down for the Panthers. Now that was a design limb wash carry. And uh, I think if you're if you're limb, you, you, you do. You just keep working the ball downfield and uh, get your yardage. I, I'm still not convinced that Edwards is 100%. Going to be second down, and it looks like four, maybe five for the Panthers. Back to pass, wash. Got a man in the end zone, and it's broken up and incomplete. That's a second pass tonight for the Panthers. Now, the Panthers went to the end zone with it. The ball looked like it was just a little bit underthrown, and uh, but you got to keep campus honest. You got to you got to let them know that hey, I will put the ball up if if I have to. Yeah, it, the pass was intended for Trayvon Rose. He's the wideout on the far side. Again, Edwards makes two, three guys miss, finds a running lane, touchdown, Panthers. My goodness. My goodness is right. Again, you go back to, I said it earlier, Gail Sayers looked like he was dead after every play. I, I was kind of watching Edwards. I thought, man, I don't know. And he, he takes it up the middle. Well, and I mean, it was, again, I, I can't describe it any better than he's like a cannon shot off. He just, he squares through and, uh, Speed of the game for campus right now is uh, probably beyond belief. Well, I know there's a couple of guys on the campus defense that may have to check their ankles because they, he just, wow. The kick is no good. It, it kind of looked to me like one of the campus wideouts or wide players came across before the ball was snapped. but. Now, they Panthers. got called for that earlier in the ball game, but again, uh, timing is an issue right now. There's no question on these extra points that timing's a little bit off. And, and and only having two days to to get that timing down is not really uh, a large amount of time. And again, we've got a different long snapper, a different holder, and uh, you know that that makes a difference. Well, I know you uh, and talked to coaches. Uh, you had the opportunity to stop by practice. Uh, Wednesday evening, and, and I know at that point uh, there was no indication Reed Liston was out. And, you know, he's over there tonight. Uh, we, we hope it's a mild ankle sprain, but when you take your long snapper that you've had for, for I think, two, if not three years out of the ball game, timing is going to be a factor. I think so. he's been a long snapper, I believe, since he was a sophomore. So, you know, three seasons he's been a long snapper and uh, has, has done a great job. I mean, he was he was part of that little group of guys that, that made Simmons 82 out of 84. You know, well, I, mean, I don't know what the, what the Liston family is going to do without a long snapper. I think they've, they've been long snappers at Derby for about the last 40 or 50 years. So, yeah. you know, Reed, Reed is the last one in the, in that history. So uh, we're going to have to have, have to find us a different long snapper next year. 
34-6, Panthers lead campus, 8.42 to go in the third quarter. Simmons is kicking off. Kicks it deep, and it's going to be it's going to go into the end zone. Campus will have it at the 20. The, the campus receiver about made a mistake there. About made a big mistake letting the ball bounce on about the three- or four-yard line. He's very fortunate that it, that it uh, got into the end zone or they'd have been pinned way back. I think he was probably hoping it would or figuring it was going to go out of bounds. And you never know about that oblong-shaped ball. It, you just don't know which way it's going to bounce. Yeah, I'm just liking Simmons' leg tonight. I, you know, he's typically been that guy that's going to kick the ball down to about the, the 10, 12-yard line. And tonight he's been kicking it back to the two or three. Yes, he, he's he's been whaling on the ball tonight. And they've been nice, high, end-over-ends. And, you know, again, he had to kick for, what, three weeks or four? Uh, well, the Panthers' last game was the 18th, and he didn't kick for that game. So, you know, the 11th. So we're talking almost a month. And uh, so he's still trying to get in into the swing of things. First and 10 campus from the 20. They trail now 34-6. They hand it off to one of the wingbacks. He gets back out to about the 20, looks like 21 or 22. Yeah, Panthers defense just looks so different. They're playing with confidence again. They're they're, they're really working downhill, and that's what you got to do, particularly against Flexbone. You've got to be you got to be able to work downhill. Well, we've got. Uh, it looks like we moved Amari. Uh, looks like we moved. Amari Ramirez down to a corner and brought Case Case and Lindsay out as the second safety with Clemens going out on the last series. Straight ahead. Man, that was a nice finished off by looked like Case Lindsay finished him off. Well, again, we're already down uh, searing out there, so Ill could, we can really ill afford to keep having guys go out of the ballgame. Looks like Miles Wash now in a linebacker, and that's uh, that's the the younger brother to uh, to Lim. Yeah, Miles, I, I he's he's quite an athlete. Uh, th- this will be a good chance for him to, uh, I guess, I don't want to say prove himself, but this is an opportunity for him. Uh, he is just a sophomore, and he's I don't know to look at him. He's just <laughs> a little bit lighter than his older brother. Well, not much. He's five nine, one hundred and seventy five pounds, and he's got that. Wash build. I mean, you know, again, we said either one of them could be linebackers, but uh, good to see him in the ball game. We got a uh, little bit of stoppage here while uh, campus has a player down. Well, and, and again, like like we said, this could be a great opportunity for Miles to get get some varsity action against the other the other varsity, and you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna help it's gonna help not only for depth but uh, his experience as well. And we, again, we don't want to, to try and figure out what's wrong with uh, Colson Searing, but he did go out uh, in the second quarter and have not seen him back on the field. And, you know, it could be precautionary, it could be whatever, but uh, Colson's a guy you definitely want in a, in uh, as the season progresses. Well, I think it's kind of neat seeing uh, Miles in the ball game. He's built just like his brother. <laughs> well, no question. That's what got me at first. I looked down. I said, "What is Lim doing in the ball game?" And you look big. Oh no, that's the younger brother, Miles. Good thing they got different numbers, isn't it? Third down and about six. Panthers lead. 
Oh, nice play there. Nice play by the Panthers. They speared in there and got underneath Buckles, and he got maybe back to the line of scrimmage, maybe another yard. And I and I kind of focused on Miles that time to see what he'd do. And you know, that's how you teach a linebacker. You coach a linebacker, whatever your key is, that's where your step goes and you work downhill. And man, I was like, okay, is this a kid that's young and he's gonna sit back on his heels? No, sir, he worked downhill. Got to the two burners back again now on the kick punt return. Looks like Hubbard and uh Edwards. I don't know that they want fake fake. And the Panthers have shut it down. Yeah, if you're campus, I, I don't know. I mean, you're you're down 34 to 6. You're in your own territory. You try and run the fake, but you, you just gave a very potent derby offense the ball deep in your own yeah, territory. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that call either, Kevin. That I mean, that didn't even – I don't think they got back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so the Panthers specials, special teams, they, they sniffed that one out. Yeah, I just – again, you're, you know – Things have kind of started going sour for you in the second quarter, but, man, don't give Derby the ball here. 6.58 left. Panthers lead 34-6, and they now have it first and 10 on the 20, looks like 27-yard line of the Colts. Quick pass to the outside. That's about as far as it goes. Back, Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. It was caught by Trevor Hansen. Well, the problem with the play from the start, the snap was low. I mean, it forced us to, to pick up the ball off the ground. And on a play like that, you allow the, the campus defense to see that we got a guy out there and to close in. Panthers uh, pick up nothing on the play. Going to be second and 10 from the 27. But at least Lim got a he got, he got his first completion of the night. I think he's thrown the ball three times now. Back to pass again. Wash. Got a guy over the top. Just out of the reach of the intended receiver, Trevor Hansen. Definitely wide open or definitely open. It just a little bit out of his reach. Well, and, and it was nice to see the young man that wide open. But, Doyle, that's a second consecutive snap that was at Limwash's ankles. It's going to be third down and 10, and I'm sure this is four down territory for the Panthers. They lead 34-6 with six. 16 to go in the third quarter. Back to pass. A little bit of a screen to Edwards. Finds a little bit of a crease. First down and maybe another yard. They're going to mark. Well, it's going to be close. I, I thought he was down around close. the 15, but they marked it short of the 15. Now, no question. You're you're still in four-down territory, but that ball's uh, going to probably be just uh, – Yard shy, half a yard shy. Yeah, yeah, no more than a yard. Fourth down. Ah, Panthers may have got a free one on the hard count by Lim Wash. We'll see. Unless a Panther moved, they they may have picked up a freebie. I seen the whole front line of campus move, and they quick thirteen yard line. Panthers lead 34-6. to six. Now a reverse to the wide receiver inside the five. Knocked. Oh, he dropped the football but was able to fall back and get it. Panthers retain possession. It's going to be close. It's going to be third down and about one. It was Nathaniel Keener on the reverse. A little razzle-dazzle by Coach Clark, and Keener picked up pretty good yardage and then put the ball down but was uh, – 
able to come back and get it. Up third, third down in the yard for the Panthers. Wash on a keeper makes a good spin move, gets inside close to the to the goal line. It's going to be first and goal from the Panthers. Man, if you're Panthers. campus right now, you're you're a little shell shocked. I mean, you really are. You started off and you thought, hey, maybe I could play in this game with these guys. And what they did was they woke up the big green giant. They brought in a – somebody took a timeout. I don't know. I was I was looking down. At, oh, I see. There's a campus player down on the field. I was going to say I looked down at my roster and looked up and it was all people heading. He's back up on his feet. I think he's going to be all right. 440 left, 34-6 to six Panthers. They'll have it first and goal. It looks like from maybe the one, maybe the one-and-a-half-yard line. So uh, – Looking good for the Panthers right now. Well, and again, you, you know, if you're campus, you, and we said it right before half, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're campus, you can't get your dauber down. Things aren't going well here in the second half, and you're, you're already down 34-6, and you got the Panthers sitting on your one-yard line. I, I mean, and if you're, if you're, if you're Coach Cruz, you, you got to go, hey, I'm a 1-8 and eight team last year. I got to keep this ship righted. Well, I think this is his second year here, so he's, he's got – He's got a program. Wash cuts it up and finds a lane. Touchdown Panthers. It's now 40-6 to with 4.30 left in the third quarter. That was just a nice read that time by Lim. He just looked outside, saw the big opening inside, went in untouched for the score. Panthers going to try to kick the extra point. We'll watch the snap real close and the hold, of course. Simmons will attempt the extra point. It looks good, but we'll wait on the officials, and it was. He drilled that one, and uh, that was that was as good a kick, an extra point kick, as he's had tonight. And so everything worked right, and now it's 41 to 6. <laughs> Panthers. Yeah. And again, timing, you know, you, you're, you're at 41 points. You practice this thing now six times. So, you know, things, things work a little bit better when you get the jitters out. Yeah. Well, it, it, that was a real good kick that time. And, uh, uh, you know, everything worked out right. It was a good snap. It was a good hole. Timing was just right. And, uh, it, it probably would have been good from, oh, shoot, the 25 yard line easily. So Panthers are, uh, up now 41-6 with 4.30 to go in the third quarter. I Let's see, that's what, 34-point lead or 35-point lead? And so is, is are we in the are we in the running clock? Uh, you know, and, he, and each league has different rules, and I can't, I mean, you know, we haven't been in this phase this year, but for some reason I, it is, it's either 35 or 40, I believe. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Right now we're not. At least the clocks hasn't started. 432. Panthers lead 41 to 6. They've, they've really picked it up since the second, since the second quarter. Nice long end over end taken at about the one yard line. Gets out close to the 20. I, I don't know if they'll give him progress all the way to the 20, but it'll be close. Well, I love every week, Coach Clark. The first thing he wants to talk about is his special teams. And I know next week when we meet with him, he's going he's gonna to have a big grin on his face about Simmons' leg and how far he's driving the ball back and how aggressive his uh, kicking team's been. Yeah, he's, he's kicked the ball pretty good tonight. I mean, he, he's had the campus receivers back around 
inside the three yard line, I think, on all but one kick. And you know, he's so he's he's doing all right. He's he's uh, a year older. You know, he's a junior now. So you know, you just your leg just gets a little bit stronger. Yeah, there was an old baseball movie where a kid hurt his arm and then threw the ball 100 miles an hour. Maybe breaking your nose makes you kick the ball further. It might. <laughs> Again, first and 10, straight up to Buckles, and he gets hit at about the line of scrimmage. Now, the defense is just playing lights out right now, very aggressive. They're flying to the football. Uh, you know, campus is back on their heels. Brooks Crawford, he's a linebacker, senior. He led the charge that time, and, uh, you know, there's no gain. Of, and Wash is still in at – Miles Wash is still in at linebacker. Now, Kate Sheldon, a, a sophomore, 5'11", 185-pounder in the ballgame. So Panthers are getting some new faces in. Yeah, they've, they've got uh, Tanner Knox on the sideline, and I, and I think that's probably more precautionary than anything. And again, straight ahead to Buckles. No, it wasn't Buckles. It was uh, Jackson Bradley. And it's going to be third down and about, oh, I'm going to guess six yards to go. they got to get to the 30. They're on the 24. Panthers lead 41-6, 3.20 to go in the third. Well, I still think if you're Coach Cruz right now, you got to teach these kids keep battling. You never give up. And, you know, yeah, you played well to start, but you, and which showed something out of them, but you can't let these kids at this point hang their daubers. Jay is still the quarterback. Back to pass. Nearly picked off. Again, nearly picked off, and then nearly picked off again on the rebound by the Panthers. Again, the Panthers have shut down that uh, close pass play very well. They've got campus totally out of their element right now. Campus is going to be forced to punt from deep in their own territory. It looks like back deep are the two speed burners, Hubbard and Edwards, one and two. Yeah, if you're campus, you're looking up and you're going, man, I, I, what do I do? I'm in a, in a precarious place. I can't really kick the ball to the sideline, but I don't want to kick to either one of those guys. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hubbard uh, in the oh high snap. Nice catch, and he's got going to be brought down at about the 12 or 13-yard line. Yeah, the ball was snapped very high, and, man, all of a sudden he looked up and there was about five green helmets breathing down his neck, so – one more time, campus shoots themselves in the foot. Ryan Carter on the stop, and he, he rushed in there and made the play all by himself. So Panthers have got the football now inside the 15-yard line. Like I said, I, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if we see it. Well, I'm surprised because Edwards is coming into the ballgame. Edwards along with Marcellus Hollis. Yeah, Hollis is a new name, really. So we've got a twin back situation first time tonight we've seen that they give it to hollis oh just gets tripped down up. close to the five he just tripped up by his shoelace because i thought he was gonna hit the corner edwards comes out and hubbard is in <laughs> well they you know it's just a long line of uh, running backs for the panthers so it's going to be second about two from the five they give it straight ahead. 
touchdown Panthers by Derek Hubbard. And Doyle, we're back to how often do you see the Panthers in a two-back offense? It's rare. Not not very often. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that, you know, you look at down the road. Here you've got uh, uh, Hubbard and Edwards. You know, they're underclassmen. One's a freshman, one's a sophomore. So they're going to be around a couple more years in tandem. So, you know, we might see a little bit of that next year. Extra point attempt by Simmons. I think it's going to be all right, and it was good. The, the, the holder did a very good job getting the ball up and ready for uh, Simmons to kick it. So it's now 48-6. to six. So You, you know, Panthers- you talk about that tandem backfield. Yeah, you know, that's good coaching, too. When you got certain amounts of talent, you use them. And I go back to several years ago, and we had three quarterbacks that were all great quarterbacks. And Coach Clark didn't leave them off the field very often. He had sets where he had all three of them in the backfield. You can imagine as a D.C. what you're thinking when you look at me. You go, man, either one of these guys can throw the football against me. So great job by uh, Coach Clark just knowing the talent pool. Well, I know Hubbard, I think it was about a six-yard run by him, and I mean, he just found him a crease, and he was in the end zone pretty quick. I don't think he was ever touched. So, you know, the Panthers, you know, as far as running back, uh, they're looking good for the near future. And, and you know, things got to look good. You know, I'm sure Coach Clark was had a couple of new gray hairs come on the way the ball game started tonight, but now he's he's got to be sitting back going, hey, I got my running game established, my kicker's kicking the ball. I finally got the last three extra points going through and, and good kicks. Yeah. But, again, you know, with only two days' practice after a two-week layoff, it's got to affect you some. Simmons approaches. High end over end. It's going to be taken at about the one. Panthers get him at about the, looks like 20-yard lane, maybe 21. There's a late flag in the backfield. Well, there's one earlier downfield, so there's two flags on the play, or unless they both saw the same thing. There was a flag thrown uh, in the in the uh, vicinity of the kick return, and then the back judge threw one at the same about the same time. So, they, you know, when you get two of them seeing it, you you got to figure that, uh, that they actually saw it. Well, and it's going to go against campus. So. It's a block in the back, an illegal block in the back by campus. That moves the ball back inside the 15 to about the 11. Oh, the, the entire first quarter was played in Derby territory. And here, you know, when the when the floodgates opened up, I mean, they've opened up in a big way for the Panthers. Campus has uh, played this whole the whole second half in uh, deep in their own territory. Well, Panthers have pretty much got wholesale changes on defense. Back to pass, and they're going to call pass interference. I'm I'm not surprised about that. It it looked it looked like it could have been called on either guy, but I think it'll probably be called on us. Well, and, I, and again, I, I you see multiple flags on the field, and I, and I think it was a good call by the officials. It, it looked like we had our arm wrapped around him and trying to keep him from getting biased. But again, you're talking about a kid that's uh, got pretty good speed, and he's six foot four. You're you're yeah. out there guarding him at five foot eight. Well, both both guys were kind of pushing and shoving. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say it was a good call. It could have went either way as, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, But, you know, the, the, I think the offensive guy, they get, you know, they get, the, they get to break the tie, so to speak. 
But I'm gonna. I just got to assume that the uh, that the uh, running clock's 45 because we're at 48 to six down. We're still not in a running clock. First and ten, campus after the pass interference, and they give it straight ahead. It looked like to Buckles, and he picks up a couple of yards on first down. Looked like he was stopped by Roman Bowden. Been a kind of a long third quarter, it seems like. I, neither team's thrown the ball a whole lot, but I think just the way it started out for campus, uh, it, it just it, it hasn't gone well. Second down and about eight. Again, they give it straight ahead, and he was just stood up at the 30-yard line. I don't know which one of the safeties it was, but they just laid a hit on him. Now, what you got to like, too, is that there's a lot of different faces in there for the Panthers now, and they're not fooled by They're not being fooled at all by the uh, flex bone. Well, here's, here's a name you should, you should know. He's in the game at linebacker, Cade Shelton. Uh, I think you, I think you know the Shelton family. Uh, and, no uh, doubt, Kate, just a sophomore and a, and a great athlete. I know coaches have been pretty high on him since the beginning of the season. And again, you love it when you're high on uh, on a sophomore. Back to pass, throwing it up for the big guy, and the ball is incomplete. Oh, and here comes a late flag. I I, I don't know whether they're going to say that he he stepped out of bounds if it's a pass interference. I. I'm having a hard time with that one. That, that was wow, and that's what the call is. Well, I, yeah, wow. You 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 throw up to a big receiver like that. I, I just I don't know that I saw it. I I didn't. But again, the officials look at things differently. They probably look at it the right way. Well, and once again, we've got. Uh, you know, several young players, and I, at least I'm glad to see they're spotting the ball in a little better place than they started to. Yeah, the, the coverage guy was, uh, I think Luke Sweat was out on the coverage, and shoot, he's he's five ten. This guy's six foot twenty, and he's they're throwing it again. This time it's incomplete over the middle, and they've they've got they've got the the tall receiver. Rico, he's 6'4", 187. They've got him just kind of running out there, and they're trying to get the ball up in the air. And then they've got the tight end, who's 6'5", so they've got a couple of couple basketball players out on the football field right now. And, Doy, the, the big difference is you can see that the air has been let out of campus to sail. I mean, they're, they're, they're not walking around with the same exuberance. They're just, uh, I hate to say it, but they're waiting for the game clock to end. 48-6, to 36 and a half seconds left in the third quarter. Panthers lead this one, 48-6, to six, as I said. A pitch back to the tailback. He gets hit hard at the line of scrimmage. Nice play out there. I believe it's one of our safeties. It might have been Case and Lindsay. Yeah, it was Case and Lindsay that came up, and uh, nice stick by Lindsay to bring him down. Got to bring up third and uh, still 10. Clock still moving. This that could be the last play of the third quarter. Panthers lead this one, forty-eight to six. This is Panther football on K 
KDKQ Alive 105, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. Let faith arise. The kind of faith that we live, the kind of faith that functions, the kind of faith that the crowd around us doesn't understand. And when we begin to demonstrate the kind of faith that nobody can figure out, then we can actually become the light of the world. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian smooth jazz featuring gospel jazz and emerging format, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105 for Christian Smooth Jazz. And we're back at Colt Stadium where campus has a third down and 10 from their 46-yard line. Again, a pitch to the motion man. He gets a little bit of a crease and a nice hole and picks up a first down. Well, the flag came out again, I believe. So it's in that vicinity. You know it's going to be a hold. It's going to be against campus. We're going to wait and see. Actually, two flags on the play. So, you know, again, you got to figure that that's something that's pretty easily seen. Could be a crackback. Let's see. We'll wait and see. I can't. I don't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't find the white cap, and he'd already made the call. We got to figure it was a hold or a crack back or something. You know, something internal. Anyway, the ball's back on the thirty-four yard line. Campus will have third down and about. Oh, I'm going to guess twenty, twenty-one yards to go for a first down. They've got four wideouts. They show motion. Back to pass. It's going to be way. Well, man, that was almost a fantastic I was going to say, I'm with you. I thought way, but again, you're throwing out to one of those six foot four guys, and he closed some ground on it just out of his reach. I thought it was going to be way out of his reach, and uh, he ended up almost making a fantastic play on it. Well, you got to figure again. I hate to say it, but. The wingspan on that kid's <laughs> it's longer than you and I uh, height. Yeah, he's six. He's six foot four, and, and he's also the punter. Looks like he's back in punt formation. So you don't think there'll be any, or at least I wouldn't think they would try a fake or anything like that with eleven thirty to go. They trail campus trails forty eight to six. It's going to be a kick or a punt taken by Hubbard at the 35, showing a lot of speed, getting back to about the campus 37 or 38-yard line. That's where the Panthers will have it to start this possession. Well, campus tried to keep the ball, the punt, low. They, they didn't want to get it up in the air, and they kept it low. And on the line drive, Hubbard catches the ball and takes it back again into campus territory. 
If you're campus right now, I think you're going, man, when do we go to the running clock? Well, Panthers have uh, Hubbard and Hollis in the backfield. And a new quarterback. And we've got a new quarterback. I can't pick his number up. They give it straight ahead to Hubbard. That's Brock Zerger. He's a sophomore, 5'10", 160-pounder in a quarterback now. We picked up, oh, I'm going to say six yards on first down, did Hubbard. So the Panthers, they've pretty much backed off on both sides of the football. And, uh, again, this is this is great experience for these youngsters. Yeah, there's pretty much wholesale uh, changes here. Again, they give it to Hubbard. He busts in on the left side of the line. It gets close to a first down. Uh, Doyle, you got to figure that, you know, JV hasn't played for a couple weeks either. I mean, you know, really longer than that. I think the, the JV, they normally come back and play on a Monday. and So they've been uh, sidelined quite some time. Yeah, they, they their game with Bishop Carroll was canceled. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. They've been sidelined as well. This whole team is, is a little bit on the rusty side, but they're, they're shaking the rust off a little bit. Nice fake by the quarterback. He's going to pick up. Zerger going to pick up three or four yards on that play. Well, a sophomore quarterback made a great read. I mean, he let the defensive end, you know, stayed outside. He read him. He cut inside of it, picks up pretty good yardage. Well, I know Drake Thatcher normally is, is the backup, but he, had, he hasn't played tonight along with not Drake, but Mercer Thatcher. But Drake hasn't played either. So, you know, Zerger's getting some playing time that maybe he wouldn't have got otherwise. Again, he makes a nice cut inside, a great read. It looks like he's going to pick up a first down. Yeah, a great read. He got out there, and, he, and he, he got the defender to bite on the pitch man, and as soon as he bit on the pitch man, he cuts the ball upfield and picks up first down yardage. Things that coach the quarterback coach is going to love to watch. First and 10 Panthers, they lead 48-6. They give it again to Hubbard. He gets to the outside. Gets up close to the 15-yard line where it'll be second down and six or seven. You know, those are those reads you make in practice all the time. You you sit there and you go, read, 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 make the right cut. It's so rewarding when you see a kid do what you've coached him to do. Clock moving, nine minutes left in the ballgame. Again, Panthers lead by 42, 48 to six. Game was close. At one point, it was seven to six. The Panthers have went to town since then. Again, Zerger makes a couple guys miss, picks up three or four on second down. And I think that was a little bit of a blown play. Uh, Either he turned the wrong way or the running back went the wrong way. And fortunately, he's able to regain composure. And you tell kids this one from the time they're six years old that, hey, don't stand there. If you screw up or somebody screws up, take the ball and run with it. Zerger did a pretty good job that time of uh, doing just that. Well, we've stopped play for some reason. I don't see anybody down. Well, we had a Panther that was getting up really slow. I see the youngster getting up and and walking off now. So we had a guy down. So next man up, as they say. And Panthers have a couple of guys that that have been shaken up tonight. Let's just hope that uh, neither one of them uh, have prolonged injuries. They started the clock with 8.30 left. Panthers, again, lead lead this one big, 48-6, and they are threatening in the fourth quarter. 
Back to pass goes Zerger. Nearly picked off. He had a man that was open. But, uh, and those are the things you learn as you mature. I mean, he, he kind of telegraphed the play. and He had a receiver that looked like he was open, but, uh, you know, really, again, another dangerous pass play. And uh, those are things that you're going to learn from. I think it was Peyton Baker, the intended receiver. And uh, Campus was able to step in that passing lane and knock the ball down. Fourth down and about five. Back to pass. A little bit of a screen out to Hollis, and he's going to lose three or four on the play. So it's going to be fourth down, or campus is going to take over first and 10 from about the, it looks like the 19 yard line. Man, yeah, and you go back to that play, and as quarterbacks, you're, you know, you look for the window. You, you, you look out there, and there's, a, there's always a window. There's a window maker, as so to speak, and, and you got to read that. And, uh, Campus uh, did a pretty job, uh, pretty good job of uh, closing the window. We've definitely got, uh, we've definitely got twos and threes in the ball game now. Yeah, campus has a player down. We've got a lot of players down tonight, shaking up. Again, I, I got to attribute a pretty warm evening out here tonight, and uh, you know they haven't had any real contact for two weeks. Well, he got up and hustled to the sideline, so I think he'll be okay. That was a fourth down play, so Panthers do give the ball up on downs. Like I said, we've got a whole set of uh, new numbers in the ball game right now. As we said, it's really wholesale changes. I don't know that you see much of any starters out there. It's going to be first and 10 with uh, 8.03 left. A nice tackle out there, open field tackle by the Panthers on that defensive play. It's going to be second down and 12. It looked like it looked like Easton Hendrick on the stop for the Panthers. Yeah, it was either Hendrick or Ryan Carter. I couldn't yeah. tell, but it was, a, it was a good tackle made right at the at – the, uh, shoes at least it looked like ethan hendrick's number but again we're looking through some <laughs> pretty foggy <laughs> pretty, pretty foggy, foggy windows, windows and and uh so it, it, we're not sure they give it to the wing back again he picks up probably i'm gonna guess he's gonna pick up six or seven on second down <laughs> Still. Panthers, Panthers lead 48-6. Yeah, still haven't gotten into the running clock situation, but it doesn't appear at this time that, that uh, Coach Cruz is going to get too fancy either. I think uh, these type ball games you do, you just want to get off the field without any further injury. Third down and five for the Colts. Ball is on their 23-yard line. They oh, pitched it to hole. the wing back. A big, big Man. gain to the outside. Panthers didn't contain. Well, and, and they didn't contain, but there was a, an obvious hold running down the field. The young man had a Panther for the for 10, 15 yards, but I think the officials at this point get into their no-call situations. Well, yeah, but. Another I mean, campus colt getting up slow. You, you can always say it's just as big a. 
just as big a penalty in the first quarter as the yeah. fourth quarter. Well, that one was just, I mean, they were running down the field as he was holding our, our uh, corner. I didn't see that part of it. I just saw a big, big lane, running lane to the outside. They're, they got the ball all the way out to the Panther 48-yard line. The clock is still moving, so maybe there's a running clock. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the rule is. It's different. Seems like well, every yeah, place it's different by league too, and, and you know. So yeah, we gotta we gotta hone up on that skill, I guess. They give the ball to the wing back on a misdirection play. He picks up probably five or six on first down. But I actually think campus is starting to shuffle some new guys in in as well. Six minutes left. Panthers lead 48-6 in this their first action since, I believe, uh, like September 11th. Maybe the 18th, September 18th probably. Again, they show motion. They hand it straight ahead. He's going to be close to the first down, but I think he'll be just a little short. So it's going to be third and probably a yard to go for the Colts on the Panther 39-yard line. Now, Panthers continue to, to shuffle new faces into the ballgame. Peyton Orlander, a senior, six foot, 185-pounder, comes in a linebacker now. Again, some of these kids probably not only the score, but they do need a break. I know TK's situation at first game of the season, and I'm sure coaches were tickled to get him some action, but you know they don't want to overdo it either. Yeah, some game action, you bet. And you're right, you don't want to overdo it. It, it could be a long season. Straight ahead goes the quarterback. He's going to pick up the first down. I think I, I caught, you know, I was kind of looked at, at the Panther secondary at first to pick up new names, but I think they were back in that old uh, T formation on that play. 4.40 to go. 40, still 48-6. Campus on the Panther 33-yard 30, line. First and 10 from there. And they hand it off to Buckles. He drags Panthers down close to the 25. Gained about seven or eight on first down. Again, Coach Wietrich, uh, he, he gets his defense fired up. and The last thing any of them want to do from ones down to, 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 the, to the guy that helped carry the equipment in is give up points. Second, and it looks like three to go for a first down. Again, they give it to Buckles. No, they didn't. They faked to Buckles. The Panthers tackled him. Campus and the running back went in for a touchdown. That was Garrett Denning. Carried it in about 30 yards for a touchdown. I was kind of shaking my head no at you because I saw he still had the football and and, and Panthers did a good job of getting through. They just uh, had the wrong guy. So it's going to be 48-12. Campus just brought in a, a guy on the special teams, 5'10", 
324-pound Josh Smith. Wow. Extra point attempt. It is good. This, this young man for campus has quite a leg on him. Uh, that, that would have been good 25, 30 yards back. He, he's got quite a leg. So with 340 left, it's 48-13. So Panthers are probably going to go 3-1. and one. Campus is probably going to go 1-3 and three, uh, after this game. But, you know, I think it's good for both teams. Uh, I'm sure that campus – Coaches are going to get some good things out of this game. I know the Panther coaches are going to get some good things out of the game. But, you know, we also know the coaches, they'll find some things to work on, too. I, I, I think, again, if you're Coach Cruz, you got to go, when you're breaking down film, you go, guys, first quarter, we stuck with these guys. We stuck with, with a very good football team. And I, I, The takeaway I'm getting from this is, is you can tell the wind let out of their sails. And as a coach, that's a big hurdle to get over to teach kids that you keep fighting. You fight for another day. You fight for every down. You never quit. What I saw out of campus tonight was once their daughters got down, they, they gave up. And that's, that's, uh, that's a big hurdle to, to overcome as a coach. Kicking off, just a little bit of a pooch kick. It's going to hit at about the 20. Picked up by Hubbard. He gets to the other side of the field, picks up. Oh, maybe five yards, maybe six. He got out to the 25 or 26. That could have been brutal had he not been able to pick the ball up. And, well, uh, again, you're talking about a freshman. You're talking about a freshman playing in a varsity game. And you're right. I mean, that, that'll that be one thing he probably won't do again. He's going to learn that, hey, when the ball's bouncing around back here, you got to pick it up. That's a free football. Panthers break the sideline huddle. They've got a different quarterback in the game. Conley Hamlin is in the in the game. The handoff was fumbled. I think the Panthers retained possession. That's that's uh, a good thing. And it was uh, it was Marcellus Hollis that fumbled the football, but I don't know that the uh, I don't know that the handoff was was where it should have been. Uh, Conley's a junior, five eleven, hundred seventy five pounder. I know Conley saw some action last year and then got injured early in the season. They give the ball to Hubbard, finds a bit of a crease, picks up. Oh, I'm going to say he's going to pick up six or seven on second down. I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to say is if Hubbard finds a crease, he's gonna be hard to catch. It's gonna be third down and five. He picked up seven on the last play. Clock moving, two and a half minutes left. Again, they give it to Hubbard. He finds a bit of a lane, gets to the outside, first down and way more. Still on his feet. Inside the 45 of campus. So nice run for a first down by Derek Hubbard. And I got to say it. I mean, you know, if you're Coach Clark, you know, you got Mother Hubbard in the in the, in the, in the coverage, so it's not going to get bare. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. It's getting late. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, it's, regardless of all the Mother Hubbard stuff, it is first down from the campus 37 for the Panthers. 
220 to go in the ball game. They lead 48-13. Ball was fumbled. Snap was low. I think Campus got it. I, I think Campus got the football. They're going to have it on their own 40 with 215 left. We'll see. It looks like the same defense is coming out on the field. I'm looking for maybe some new numbers, but really not sure. It's going to be Campus's ball regardless. Panthers will still lead 48-13. Probably fortunate for Campus because, you know, as we saw Hubbard, I I think really just one little seam, and he was, you know, he's got speed. And what do you say when you got a freshman? I mean, you do. You have to feel really good if you're Coach Clark to know that, man, I got a sophomore stud and I got a kid that's a freshman backing him up. You want him to grow four or five inches and put on 25 pounds and, you know, just grow. First and 10 Panthers from, or first and 10 for campus from their own 40 yard line. I'm going to say Marcellus Hollis isn't too shabby. Still in their flex bone formation. They show motion. <clears throat> Looked like the quarterback. The ball's kept on the, the ground again. I think and Panthers, Panthers got, got that one. <laughs> well, and what you're seeing is both teams have substituted so freely at this point that, you know, timing's off and then, you know, one fumble turns around and fumble going back the other direction. Going to be first and 10 Panthers on the 40. So it was really, uh, you know, they just exchanged it from the last time they had the ball. Same guys in the backfield, Hamlin along with Hubbard. Hubbard picks up three or four on first down. I'm sure that uh, the freshman would like to put one in the end zone. No question. No question. When you're an underclassman and you get a chance to play on Friday night, you want to make things happen. Second and about seven. Clock moving under two minutes. Again, the Panthers lead big, 48-13. You know, what started as an early ball game tonight, I mean, we started a few minutes early. It's just drug on. It just got uh, really slowed down as we get close to 930. Again, they give it to Hubbard. He gets lit up right about the line of scrimmage, so might have picked up a yard, maybe two. It's going to be third down and about five and a half, six yards to go for a first down. Hubbard came out of the ball game. Hollis is back in. Panthers signaling the play in from the sideline. There's about 15 seconds left on the play clock, so plenty of time. Hey, Hamlin, you're, you're again, you're in no hurry in this situation. We're under a minute. They give it to Hollis. He gets a first down, down to about the 30-yard line with 40 seconds to go. Panthers, again, they're going to come away yeah, with the win. The White Hats get trying to get them to wind the clock, so they, they have wind, wound the clock. I don't know that we'll see another play. 
it doesn't look like it. I think the kids are walking to the side. And, and again, this is, this is a deal where there's no, uh, handshaking or anything when it's over. And, uh, but the Panthers are going to win this one. They're going to improve to three and one on the season. Campus will drop to one and three on the season. So, you know, it was a good ball game. Again, it started out a little bit slow, but it seemed like the Panthers picked it up the last, at least the last three quarters of the game. Uh, and we've all too well known this in, in 2020 that, as you said, they don't shake hands. They do the COVID wave. So they yeah, go out to about the hash marks and uh, just nod their heads and shake their helmets. And, and again, good safety protocol, uh, especially on two teams that have that have been in COVID protocol. Yeah, it, exactly. Have been in COVID protocol. You are absolutely correct. Well, Panthers, again, come away with a big win tonight. And that's uh, that's a good sign, I think, if you're Coach Clark, you know, even looking at them right now, Doyle, as they're as they're in their post game meetings, the kids are all separated by a big distance. Number one is not Sean Wright. Yeah, we we uh, you know Panthers come away with a forty eight thirteen win, and uh, that's going to how it be how it ends here in Hayesville. This is Panther football on a live one hundred five Katie one hundred five nine Katie KQ. We'll be back. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. It's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And this week, Michael W. Smith shares about his early ambitions. DeGarmo and Key tells us about a financial miracle, and we'll get inside a classic with Rich Mullins. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday. Saturday at 5 on a live 105. the Dove Awards coming up later this month, our theme on Streets of Gold is going to be past Dove Award winners. Join me, Larry Wayne, for musical memories from the 70s, the 80s, and the early 90s when we'll feature music from the Imperials, Sandy Patty, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and many more. We'll take a look at past Dove Award winners next time on Streets of Gold. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll share songs and stories to help you find hope and peace on your comeback trail. We only know the fullness of hope in times of struggle because we're, it's when we're drained of all misplaced hope that we understand that our only hope is in Christ. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith with Donna and Keith, Saturdays 6 to noon and weekday mornings 6 to 9 on Alive 105.
Hello, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend show. Jordan Feliz is here to tell us about something that happened before he signed his record deal. Dean DeBreed shares some thoughts on influences. And Luke from For King & Country has a new perspective on things during this pandemic. He'll tell us about that. We'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Chris Tomlin and Friends, and hear future hits from Natalie Grant and Love and the Outcome. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. In a world full of uncertainty, it's good to know that the Bible is the unchanging rock that we must rely on in an ever-changing and unsteady world. At the Well Worship Center in Derby, you'll hear the Bible read, taught, preached from, and discussed. Pastor Joplin Emerson and the Well Worship Center ministry staff pray that each and every service becomes a real, tangible opportunity for God to move in the lives and hearts of those who are present each week. For weekly service times and more about the ministry of the Well Worship Center, check out their website at thewellwc.church. And we're back at Colt Stadium where the Panthers just went to 3-1. and one. They defeated campus 48-13 to 13 in a game that really started out slow for the Panthers, but it ended, I mean, Coach was able to get really deep on his uh, uh, player roster tonight, give, give a lot of guys some, some experience on Friday night. Well, and, and you're exactly right, Doyle. It started slow for the Panthers, ended strong. And, hey, you know, let's just jump into the end of the game highlights, and I think you'll see how many young guys got to into tonight's ball game. First downs evened up tonight, 20, 20 first downs for the Panthers, 20 for campus. Rushing yards is where the Panthers really came alive tonight. 48 touches, 408 yards on the ground while holding campus to 47 touches, 199 yards on the ground. Both teams struggled with uh, the pass tonight. Panthers three for eight for just one yard. Campus three for 11 for 44 yards. Yeah, it was it was a little bit different. Uh, of course, we had we had not making any excuses, but we had a lot of our receivers were injured, did not see the field. So, and conversely, when you put 408 yards on the ground, you don't have to throw the football. You don't have to throw the football a whole lot when you put that many yards on the ground. Panthers had 412 yards of offense tonight, holding campus to just 243. I think Coach Weedrick will be, will be much happier with the way things ended tonight than the way they started. For the Panthers, uh, Lim Wash, as we said, not not really throwing the ball a lot tonight. Uh, he was two for six for, for the, the nine yards, had a couple sacks, brought that away. But Brock Zerger, one for two for minus five, and that makes the difference in, in the passing yards. Dylan Edwards had the one catch for nine yards. Trevor Hanson, one for zero. And Marcellus Hollis had one for minus five. Where the Panthers really showed off tonight in the running game. Dylan Edwards, the young sophomore, 14 touches, 223 yards at 200 in the first half. So it tells you he didn't see a whole lot more touches in the second half. Lim Wash, 16 touches for 80 yards. Hubbard, 8 touches for 62. Hollis, 5 touches for 21. Zerger, 3 touches for 13. Joseph, 1 touch for 9. Conley Handelman, 1 touch for 0. So again, tells you how many different guys Got into tonight's ball game, rushing the football. The, the big stat we always like to talk about, and it's good to talk about after a couple weeks off, Panthers win tonight 48-13 in, in really dominating fashion. Yes, and, and uh, the, the game ended, you know, after it was really over at halftime pretty much. And uh, next week the Panthers will take on Mays. They'll probably be undefeated. Uh, that should be a good one. We will travel to Mays for another away game. But... Uh, you know, we hope you guys tune in and listen to that ball game. It will be a good ball game. 
However, for tonight, Panthers win 48-13. This has been Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ. Your home for Panther Football on the radio. Thanks for listening.